From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Not to give uh, Dammit Maury's husband, Dammit Matthew, any ideas, but I imagine this is exactly how Maury would react if Matthew ever got a hold of his phone and started going through it. There's this guy that posted a video on TikTok where he got his girl's phone. Right. And he recorded himself locked in his car. Right. Going through the phone and the girlfriend standing on the outside of the car freaking out. Oh, God. And he had, just to add insult to injury, he could have had all the windows up. Yeah. But he had them open just a little, little bit. <laughs> so her mouth is like sticking right in there? Oh, no. So you could hear the girl freaking out. I took my girlfriend's phone and locked myself in the car. Why are you taking it? Give it to me. Oh. Give it to me. Yeah. Nah, what is this? Give me now. Give me now. If you don't stop right now, I'm breaking up with you. Give me like. If I don't want to go through, I'm going to break up with you. Why are you give so mad? Phone. No. I'm coming to you. Oh my give God. Me my phone right now. No. Stop. I'm out for the mail in. Stop. Give me. Mm-mm. Give me here. Oh. Give me now. Oh my God. Give me. Give me my phone. No. I'm going through it. Give me now. Give me now. You're stop. Let go. How do you recover from that? Like, how do you then get out of the car, go back into the house? Well, like, how I, do you recover? I, I don't think they. I don't think they did. That does not sound like a couple that was uh, no. ready to recover. Also, that's why we have locks on our phones. Yeah, but sometimes you leave it on the seat, and then you get out of the car, and he locks you out, and all that stuff. Like, who knows? But my favorite part of that is. The threat of, if you don't give me my phone back, I'm going to break up with you. Meaning, um, please don't look and find all the things that would put you in a position to break up with me. Exactly. Right? Like, if you don't give it back to me, I'm going to dump you. Or, I guess you can just sit and do go you, through go through everything, and then you're going to wind up dumping me through yeah. the little tiny hole in the window. Yeah. That is a reaction, Like, huh? go through the text. What do you think's on? What What would have to be on there in order to make you make that sound? Lots oh, of text, pictures. Yeah, nudes. She's sending right. nudes Evidence, to other guys, yeah. right? Like all the receipts. Uh-huh. And not Everything. just one, I bet. No, multiple. Yeah. I think... You, Here's well, my sorry, thing. Not just one what? Not just one guy? Yeah, not, not, just one one, not just one guy. I'm saying multiple nudes and multiple guys. Yeah, so am I. Actually, you know what I think, though? Um, I, I think that what would make you make that sound, which was... <laughs> when your partner's going through your phone and mm-hmm. he's locked you out of the car... I think that I don't know if that is I've been cheating. I don't even know if that's the sound of you being busted for sending nudes. I think that to me, that's the sound you make when you're about to get busted saying really terrible things about your boyfriend to another guy. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. 
right? Yeah. That is like, that's an absolute, like I'm being busted right now for absolute betrayal. It's not, it's not messing around. It's not nudes. It's not any of that stuff. It's I'm telling, I'm saying horrible things yeah. about Here's you. Here's how I really feel about yeah, you. I'm saying de like devastatingly other people now know. horrible things about you mm -hmm. to other people. Why would you say oh I've never made that sound. For the record, I've never made that sound. No? What would you say would be the absolute worst thing that if Matthew ever got a hold of your phone that he'd find? I'd say... Um, that would potentially make you have a reaction like this. I would say things I've looked... Uh, like my searches on Instagram. Okay, let me... Let me, let me if I can ask a follow-up, please. Mo. Please? Um, uh, floor yeah. is, is there ever been anything on your phone that had you not deleted would make Matthew make that sound? Absolutely. Yes. Mocha, next question. We rest our case. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, what's going on, boys? It's, uh, it's your homie, Mike. First of all, I love you guys. Love the show. Um, I just wanted to, I heard you guys talking about that girl on the phone and how you think that she was like sending nudes or whatever. So when you said the word nudes, it made me think of, uh, of a funny joke that I wanted to tell Roz. Okay. Um, if Roz was to send someone nudes, what would it be called? If I was to send someone <laughs> nudes, what would it be called? I don't know. What? A smooth, cool nude. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Is it, though? Uh, smooth, cool nudes. I, you, yeah. I had to do it. I had to do yeah, it. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for everything, man. You're great. Uh, really appreciate it, as always, right, I guess. You, you have a good day, man. We gotta go. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I've never felt more seen recently than I did listening to Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast. Okay. Why? What are they talking about? They were having a conversation, which is a conversation that you and I and many other people have had in this room many times over many years. Oh, is it about your memory? <laughs> no, because I wouldn't oh. remember. I would, it would all be new to me. <laughs> is your eyesight? Uh, but this is Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher talking to Dax Shepard about washing. Washing? How often you wash. Like clothes and stuff? No, your body. How often you wash, what you wash, what you use to wash, the importance of washing, should you actually do it? So listen to this conversation between Dax Shepard, Mila Kunis, and Ashton Kutcher uh, about washing. We've been fighting for a month now. I told her to stop washing her body with soap. You do not, you should not be getting rid of all the natural oil on your skin with a bar of soap every day. It's insane. Do you guys wash water, your whole body? Water. I don't wash my body with soap every day. Okay, good. That's good. That's okay. good. But I wash pits and and, and holes and soles. Slits. I wash the <laughs> slits. I wash my slits and my I yes. wash my armpits and my crotch daily and nothing yeah. else ever. You don't? Exactly. Wait, and look at guys. his Let's talk about his skin. I got a bar of Lever 2000. There it we go. It just delivers every time. Who taught you to not wash? I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower very much anyway. Okay. But okay. when I had children, I also didn't wash them every day. Like, I wasn't mm. the parent that bathed my newborns ever. 
we only did because it was part of the nighttime routine. We could care less about their cleanliness. We just yeah. put them in there as like Pavlovian. But then as soon as we didn't need help, we haven't washed them since. It's been like six years. <laughs> That's how we feel about our children. We're like, oof, something smells. And we're like, here's oh, the thing. Now, here's the thing. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point. Yo, Ashton Kutcher is you. Like, exact. Right? That's how you wash. Yeah, that's how I wash. I wash my pits and my undercarriage and water gets everything else. No, I am head to toe yeah. washing every single day. Yeah, yeah. With it and using everything. Yeah. I use the shampoo. I use the face wash. Yeah. I use But it's unnecessary, the soap though. It's what or I the keep body wash. You. It's unnecessary. No, it's I just unnecessary. feel I don't feel right if I don't do it. I would feel like one, A, I would feel silly and um, B, that I was wasting so much of my precious time if precious. I were to do something like wash my knees. I would feel silly if I washed my knees, to be honest with you. Like if I was in there and I lathered up and got some soap on my hands and I started rubbing it on my knees, I would feel silly. That's how much I don't wash my legs or my feet. I... Or my hand, my other. I wash my hands in, my, in the sink, right? I guess my hands in the shower because I'm. I put soap on them soap to wash my armpits, yeah. right? But like, have I ever put soap on my hand and rubbed it on my shoulder? Yes, <laughs> never. No, I do. Do you yeah. really? Knees, no feet in behind. Between. But about behind the knee? Yep. I everything. don't know if I've ever even touched that naked behind yep. my knee. Yep, behind the knee. Really? In between my toes. No. I even no. get I even get the uh, I lather up and I get behind my ears. Yeah, no, yeah. no chance, zero. Um, let me see here. Couple of texts. They have done tests and studies on hygiene and washing, and they are wrong. The amount of bad bacteria was insane. Um, I choose not to believe that. By the way, somebody else said I'm with Roz on this. Uh, someone said that they wash every day, yeah. like me. Like, I wash the parts that have that, that if after a hard day will stink. Like, don't get me wrong, right? There's a difference between being unwashed and dirty, mm. okay? Like, I've, I'm, I'm unwashed most days of my life. But if I get dirty, I'll wash it off. Like, if mm. I'm gardening or, you know, putting Roxy's chain back on her bike and I get dirty, I wash, mm-hmm. right? But if I'm just But un- then you're not washing again until you're dirty again. Right. Right? right. Like you like let's but, say But generally you- I'm just like I I'm I'm just unwashed. I'm not dirty. Uh-huh. But let's say you're dirty today, you wash tonight. Right. And then tomorrow if you're not yeah. dirty, you're not going to wash. No, but there's no, but there's the things that I wash no. every day. No, no, but you're not going to do like a like a scrub down. No, no, I would never do a scrub down. Like ever would I have to do a scrub down. Uh, a couple more texts I'll read real quick. Hygiene, baby, okay. reads one. Sure. Another one said, uh, why is Ross so dirty? <laughs> I'm not dirty. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not wash with soap and a rag? And a rag? <laughs> what am dirty. I, Camaro? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hearing that you don't wash every single day, Roz. No, 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 no. I don't wash ever, but I do like wash my pits and like undercarriage every day. Much I like just don't wash anything else. Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis were talking to Dax Shepard on his podcast. Right. And Ashton Kutcher is the exact same way. Correct. Yeah. Mila Kunis said that she never washes because like she, she didn't grow up with hot water. 
My favorite is when they said they didn't watch their children. <laughs> yeah, Ashton Kutcher said, like, yo, when you see dirt, clean yeah, off the clean dirt. Clean it off, yeah. But it's not an everyday thing. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of texts, ton of texts that we're getting. Luma said here, I only wash when needed, but definitely once a week. Only use olive oil soap, which is 100% natural. There you go. I wash every day, head to toe, but I do have skin problems now. I'm wondering if that's why. Yes, it is. Somebody said, uh, what if you work What if you work out every single day? I guess you would still. Yeah, but still uh, like if, even if I go to the gym, oh. like let's say I go to the gym and yeah. I have a hard workout, like I crush it, right? Yeah. Crush it. Mm. Like mm. I'm lifting, uh-huh. right? Uh, when I go into the change room to jump in the shower, I'm still only washing my armpits and my undercarriage. Like I'm not washing anything else. The routine main t- is still the same. It doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. Um, somebody said here that they even rub their eyelids with soap. Eyelids? Your eyelids aren't dirty. Uh, pandemic taught us that you don't have to shower every day at all. Thank you. But it's great to feel fresh when you need it. I feel fresh when I get out of the shower. Like, I don't feel dirty. I feel super fresh. People like Roz give hotel rooms the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roz, I won't be taking selfies with you after hearing how dirty you are. Oh, stop it. Like, I'll come, I'll come out from the shower sometimes, and Catherine will be like, I thought you just took a shower. And I'm like, I did. She's like, why isn't your hair wet? I'm like, because I didn't wet it. <laughs> right? Like, I don't do, like, I don't do all of it. Like, I just go in and I do the basics, and then I get the hell out Even of there. Even with the product that you use in your hair. Yeah, you man, I don't out, wash like, my hair. At all. I haven't washed my hair since in, in, during COVID. What? Yeah. No, just water. Just no water. shampoo. No, it's a little bit of conditioner. No, sorry. I shouldn't say that. I got my hair cut twice, I guess, that first year of COVID. So they washed it But you it don't then. like wash like with shampoo and like scrub your scalp and everything? Nope. Throughout nope. the entire no, pandemic. Minus no, those two times. Yeah. Sometimes a little conditioner. Yeah. We don't like scrub just your water. scalp? Nope. No, Damn, just bro. water. I don't get itchy. I don't get anything. You look itchy, though. I th- <laughs> 416-870-8888. Bobby, what do you want to say? All right. So I just have one question for Rise. Mm. Do you work every day? Do I work every day? Yes. Yeah. More than okay, most. So, okay. So uh, my comment to you guys is, if you didn't have to leave the house at all, do you think it would be necessary to wash? Um, yeah, because like, I mean, you don't, I, I don't want to smell myself, right? You know, like yeah. you know, sometimes I get to the point of where I'm like, God, I reek. Like, you know, when you get up off the couch, you can smell your own butt, right? And then I yeah. just, I just walk downstairs <laughs> in the shower. Yeah, it's a hot day, whatever, right? It happens. Uh, but like if I didn't have to, to leave the house, would I just sit filthy for like weeks? No, no, I would, I would wash the things that I wash. Which is, you know, it takes 45 seconds to wash my armpits and my undercarriage. And then that's my shower time. I'm done. I don't know, man. I think, I, I think I'm with uh, Mocha on this one. Like, every day, scrub head to toe. No. It's that's too, you, right, it's Bobby? too much. It's too much. Unnecessary. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Thank you so much for the call, bro. No problem, man. Uh, talk to you guys later. Later, Holmes. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Alessia Cara just dropped two new songs, Sweet Dream and Shapeshifter, each racking up big streaming numbers, and she's got a new album on the way. We always love checking in with her. Uh, we pretty much do this once a year. Alessia Cara, welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. Hey, thanks for having me again. Um, so you got uh, two new songs, Shapeshifter and Sweet Dream, that you dropped 
at the at the same time uh, as opposed to traditionally just dropping like one song, right? Most artists will just drop one song, release it to the world and see what happens. Um, was there a reason for releasing two tracks at the same time? Uh, yeah, so I, I always feel like the first song that you put out that like, should represent, you know, what's to come on the, the whole project. And because this album is so like heavily focused on the theme of duality and like night and day and light and dark and, um, you know, sad, more sad moments and more happy moments. I felt like um, it'd be impossible to have just one song represent both of those things. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to continue that duality theme and put out two songs that are sort of like a yin and yang situation. And is that because that's what you're going through? Um, I think so. I feel like as people, we're just like multifaceted. We're, yeah. There's always like, I think a bit of duality in all of us, you know, um, into life in general. So yeah, but definitely for me, like, I, I feel like this last year and a half or so was like, it started off one way and it ended off in another. So I feel like I started feeling, you know, super, um, I don't know. I was struggling a lot. I was very stressed, as we all were, I'm sure. But I don't know. It was a tumultuous time for my mental health, personally. And so a lot of the songs that came out of that period were about that. Um, and then as the album progresses, you can kind of hear healings start to happen. And um, there's like an acceptance that, I guess, comes with dealing with all those things over time and, you know, sorting things out with yourself and um by the end of the album you know there's a lot of there's a lot more happy moments you can hear it in the sonics you can hear it lyrically so it's kind of just kind of like a common like a thread happening so would you say that that with this album is it uh pretty much the progression over the course of the pandemic we're getting a mix of songs that you wrote maybe uh closer to the beginning of the pandemic and then the middle going through all your emotions and then as we are kind of making our way into this whatever the new normal is is that the the progression of the album the the songwriting for these tracks um definitely yeah they did happen in the midst of pandemic i wouldn't say it's like a pandemic or an album about the pandemic or a pandemic album because i feel like um i don't know it just it just feels a lot more introspective than that um but at the same time i think we all sort of went through similar feelings and as we're coming out of it now like i feel like we can all sort of look over our shoulder and and, and see where we've come throughout all of that and, and know that our worst days hopefully are over with that but um yeah so i don't know it just for me personally, it was just about like a tumultuous period. I was going through so much anxiety, learning so much about myself through going through some of the hardest stuff I think I've ever went through personally. And, and definitely as the album progresses, you'll, you'll hear me come out of that because I feel like a lot of these songs were the catalyst for me getting the proper help I needed. So now I'm in like such a, like a totally different place. So you'll hear that um, in the music for sure. When you're, especially, especially if young female artists, when you hit at the age that you hit, um, there's a certain group of people that want you to grow up real fast. And then there's another group of people that refuse to sort of acknowledge any kind of growth. Um, do you, how do you feel that you've been able to sort of <laughs> grow? You know what I mean? Right. It's tough. Do, do you, do you feel that people still tough. look at you as the teenager or do you people do, are you, going back to those times where when you were young people treated you much older and put you in a different place like where are you now with your own sort of with your own growth that's an excellent question I mean yeah I feel like it's kind of half and half like I have half of the world or half of the listeners sort of you know seeing me as this like young kid at the party you know who's yeah. like introverted I feel like it's probably more than half I feel like that's kind of the majority of what people lean it's like they think I'm that, still that 16 year old introverted girl at the party who like 
can never make a confident song again or can never like, you know, is never allowed to like not be introverted anymore to grow in that sense. So I, I get a lot of people that are like, oh, you lied to us or you were representing oh like all the introverts and now you're like, you're not like you lied. And I'm like, listen, I hope that you're not the same person you were at 16. Like, yeah. I really hope that we can, that that's how life works and that you have changed because I have definitely changed. Uh, you know, I'm not that girl anymore, but I guess people just hold on to a version of you that they um, decide you are. I think that's kind of, like you said, the struggle of being a young woman in the industry or a person in the industry is mm -hmm. people will take who you are and just decide it for you and put you in a box. And I don't know, it's it's challenging, but I, I just try to allow myself to like grow and say whatever I'm feeling in the moment, even if it's not like seemingly on brand with, you know, what people <laughs> have labeled me as in the, in the beginning. I, I'm still the same, like, person deep down at the root you know my values are still the same i've just grown you know and i've learned to be a better person well here on the raza mocha show we're very happy and, and fortunate to see the progression of your career from when you were that kid and dropping you know here to where you are now three albums deep and all yeah. these songs and uh we are so incredibly proud of you and uh thank you so much for joining us again and always making time for us on the raza mocha show can you at least let us know the, the the title of the album and the release date do we know that yet I know i do know it. i can't tell you guys unfortunately okay, that's okay. um it's still a little early on um, but there, there is a hint about it on the um, in the music video for Shapeshifter. Oh, okay. There you go. Internet there detectives, go, go do your I'll thing. You. Alessia yeah. Carr, much love to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank here. you guys so much as always. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What so up? I didn't know that uh, Nick Cannon and Kevin Hart have this long history of pranking each other. Oh, do they? I guess. So. Nick pranked Kevin by sending Kevin a llama for his birthday. Oh, yeah. I saw that video last month. Yeah. And then along with the llama, Nick said, quote, since I'm having all these new kids, mm -hmm. right? I thought I would bless you with a new one as well. Save the drama for your llama. Happy birthday <laughs> is, uh, is, is, what he, is what he wrote. Oh, man. And then so Kevin just got back at Nick Cannon by putting up billboards in Los Angeles, New York, and Atlanta uh -huh. with Nick's actual phone number on them. Oh, no. And he just, and on the billboards it read, for any advice on fatherhood. Oh, shoot. Call my best friend Nick Cannon. Oh, <laughs> That is, yo, can and I then, just say, And too, then Kevin posted on Instagram a picture of one of the billboards, and he simply wrote, got your back, bitch, hashtag, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag prank wars. Yo, now the, this is like next level rich people pranking. Oh, God, yes. Right? Like yes. regular folk, regular pranksters. Like you may hide in a corner and like scare someone yes. or use one of those uh, those air horn cans and like yes. sneak up behind somebody, press the button and, yes. and yes. watch them jump. Make right? out with their wife, whatever. Just like low key pranking. <laughs> Innocent stuff. <laughs> right? Innocent stuff. But when you're on that level, the yeah. ante for pranking goes up oh, and huge. up and up. It's huge. So to buy a billboard in, where is it? New York, LA? Los uh, Angeles, New York, and Atlanta. Yeah, I know it's thousands of dollars, right? For yeah, Kevin Hart, pennies, Pe pesos. Yeah, right. not even. <laughs> but here you have a clip of uh, Nick Cannon answering calls. <laughs> oh, this must have happened like all day to him, huh? Yeah. What's poppin'? Hey, what's going 
Y'all get y'all got my number from Kev. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Nice to talk to y'all. I gotta go because the phone is blowing up. <laughs> oh no. It's me. I got another call coming in though. The phone's about to die. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. You know how many times you probably had to charge his phone yesterday alone? Oh my god, I know. I know. That was like that day I gave out Maury's number on the air, but except oh, for the last yeah. number, right? Yeah. And then people guessed it immediately. Oh. And, he, and you still get calls. Still, yeah. still, still gets calls. Text and, and, and text too, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. How you doing, y'all? Good, man. Everyone's good? Everybody's good. Good. I love uh, it. See you I went to the gym. You what? I went to the gym. Oh, for the first time. Sorry, Does that why you look arrow. sweaty right now? Why are you so sweaty? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a sweaty guy. I get it. Uh-huh. But no, you, you know, sweat. Like, are you, you eating an like... arrow bar right now? Yeah, I just finished an arrow bar. So, wait a second. You came in here running in here, being all proud of yourself for going to the gym yesterday. Yes. And you can't get an arrow bar out of your mouth long enough to tell us about it? I'm very excited. Okay. What'd you do with the gym? Oh, thank you for asking. Oh, <laughs> You're the one that ran in here to be like, yo, I went to the gym yesterday. So carry on the story, yeah. bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. I almost had a heart attack. I was on the treadmill running for the first time in two years. Right. That was tough. Why don't you walk? Why are you running? They tell you to run. What do you mean walk? Walk. Who walks on a treadmill? People who... A lot of people do. People, a lot of people do. No, but then the instructor's like, okay, treadmills, let's oh, go. So this Seven, was, eight, nine. This was part of the class. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. No, okay. you have to run for like 90 seconds, then you'll walk for 30 seconds, and then you run again for you know, 90 seconds. you know how bad that is for you, having not done any of this in years? Yeah. Yes, I know that. Yeah, it's not good. You know what you do? I'm telling you, you right now, I'm not even a gym guy, and I know this. Step on a treadmill... Put it at like a six, seven percent incline and walk for an hour. Easy. No, that's, that's not what you should they, be doing. That's no. what you should be doing. No, yeah, I think, you haven't, you I haven't think stepped somebody, into a gym. You've been sitting in, in a alone in a room eating arrow bars for two years, yeah. and you're gonna go in. I'm turning a new page now. Please. Slowly I think, turn I that think page that's off. irresponsible for people. Yeah. I think that's gonna do more harm than Let's look, look at him. Look at him. He's dying right now. Like he's about to pass out. A for effort. Please. D for death. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> hey, also for arrow bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's irresponsible for somebody who runs a gym to take people who haven't worked out. Now, if you have been working out on your own over the last couple of years since COVID, that's fine. But I think it's irresponsible for any sort of trainer to take somebody who obviously, and no offense, but obviously has sat on their ass for two years mm-hmm. and then get them on a treadmill and tell well, them to, tell the them thing, to run did, full out. The, the, the person running the class, did they know that you... Oh, yeah, and then when I needed like to sit down because I was going to pass out, he just yeah. let me, like, do what oh, I needed okay. to do. So they gave you space to die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, this yeah. more, you can die here. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is where you lay. Yeah. Do they have, tra- I would have trap doors installed at the back of all the treadmills. So when people just die on the treadmill and they just Push roll right off, <laughs> yeah. and then they just down the trap door, and then somebody else comes and, new, and new stands space up. Opens and, yeah, up and clean new, it yeah. off. Yeah, so, suddenly you <laughs> get a notification it. on your app. Oh, so, oh, I'm on the standby list. Good, yeah. I got in. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> Mori died. <laughs> 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Kelsey Ann, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you today? I'm good. So, what's on your mind? What's going on? Uh, my ex and I are giving another try together, but our three-year-old doesn't want him around. Oof. Uh, you wrote this, Razamoka fixed my life. Uh, yeah, you guys have a three and a half year old and you say that she's amazing. We broke up after her only being three months and completely moved on and uh, co-parented awesomely. Uh, years went by and then you decided to give your relationship another go, specifically to bring us back together for our daughter. You say that you recently just moved in together and the kid doesn't want him around and asked him to leave. My neighbors constantly make bad comments about his behavior, his moods etc and it's embarrassing i'm worried i'm doing the wrong thing but also want to do what's right for her please help me what did you why did you guys break up in the first place um yeah pretty much the same reason like the same problems we're having now he was just always so lazy uh you know he smoked a lot of weed which you know i know it's legal now but you know back then it wasn't uh just you know not very helpful towards me and her and you know her needs and my needs so you know i felt like it was best that we kind of part ways. So now the reasons why you decide to get back together. Her. Like, you know, we, we were co-parenting so well together and I just felt, you know, why can't we be together? Like, why can't we make, be a family and, you know, make this work? And but, before we moved in together, it was kind of working and now it's just back to the same old crap. But was it working only because you guys weren't together? Starting to think so, yeah. Yeah. Has his attitude or uh, the way he was before when you guys were together, is he a changed person now or is it still the exact same? I'd say more of the same, you know, he's been trying to make some efforts towards, you know, her and and the way that he is and that sort of thing. But and when you say that your neighbors are constantly making (sighs) making comments like, you know, these are all to me, it seems like these are all signs as to why you should not be giving this a try. You may be amazing co-parents and that's the most important thing for the well-being of your daughter. uh, But I feel that if things were bad before you guys were then broke up. You're back together. Yeah. Things are bad again. That may not be the best thing for your daughter, who's only three, and it's going to create even more confusion if and when you guys decide that being together isn't the right thing for your family. Yeah, no, you're totally right. No, it's just hard because, you know, w- when he's with her, you know, you see this, like, wonderful dynamic, but then when we're trying to do it all together, it's just like there's always something missing, you know? So Where's your guilt coming from? I think I just, I just, I always just imagined, you know, like a family, right? So I just never, I never wanted to have, you know, her being with him, like the drop off, the pickup, et cetera, so right? You, so you, I think you, you feel like you failed. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. And yeah. you feel, and you feel like you failed your kid. That's right. Yeah. Right. And what part of you wants to be back in this relationship? Not for the, not for the, for your, for your girl, but what part of you wants back in this relationship? Well, I don't think anything, and I think that's the biggest problem right now is because I just, you know, you try so hard, but it's like if there's nothing there, then there's nothing there. So. The, o- the only job that you guys have, and we've said this so many times on this show, when, when couples split, the, the you don't have to like each other. You're, you are now in business together, and that business that you're running is that kid, and um, you just have to make sure it doesn't fail. And you guys have to make a pact with each other that it doesn't matter what happens. The one thing that you are absolutely both committed to is not screwing up that kid. And, yep. and you making decisions based out of guilt 
not out of love, not that you really want this to work, not because you got a hole in your heart and he's the thing that fills that hole, but you're only doing this for the kid. Um, this is you not committing to that pact. This is you not committing to screwing up that kid because um, you're going to start to feel a regret instantly, which it sounds like you already did. And you're making decisions. Yeah. You're making decisions based on guilt, not what's right for the kid. Yeah, totally. You're right. Kelsey Ann, I'm going to ask you a question. Give your honest answer, okay? Sure. Do you want to be with this guy? Uh, no. Okay. No. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And and listen, the kid's three. She's not going to remember any of this for the most part, right? Yeah. You know, you're at a great age. She's not nine. You know, you you have that you have that advantage going for you. Is you know she's not going. She's barely going to remember any of any of this stuff. Uh, and and yeah, stop making decisions based on guilt. Make deci- yeah. make decisions based on what is best for your kid. What is best for you? And if you guys were knocking it out of the park co-parenting, uh, go back to that. Go yeah. back, go back to that. And and it doesn't. Then that doesn't mean that you know five years down the road or two years down the road, you guys can't try again, right? But yeah. if, if you built this system where co-parenting was working and it was working for you, it's going it's, it's to work for the kid, right? The kid's three. But if it's working for you, um, then you concentrate on that. That is where you're going to be in a place of where you start to feel less guilty. Yeah, totally. You're so right. You know, there's no point in, you know, making myself because then it just rubs off on her too, right? Of course when it I does. start to feel, yeah. Of course it does. And then you'll feel guilty about that. What happens when you want to, what what, what happens, what happens when you need love? What happens when you, you know, want to have sex or get a boyfriend or meet somebody dynamite? Yeah. I can't have it. Right. I need it. Yeah. You got this lump at home, right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying, not (laughs) saying he's a terrible guy, but you've got to make decisions based on other things besides guilt. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Does that help Kelsey Ann? Oh my God. Amazing. It's like a whole weight lifted off my shoulder. I tell you. Okay. Go do your thing. Live your best life. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. The Suicide Squad opens August 6th. Cannot wait for this movie. I know you saw it, Roz. Damn, Mori watched it. Oh, good. Uh, Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn. Idris Elba is in it. He plays Bloodsport. Michael Rooker, who I love, is in it. Viola Davis returns. Pete Davidson is in it. This is the best version of Harley Quinn that we've seen so far. Out of the three times or four... This is our third time playing Harley Quinn, seen. yeah? Yeah, this is the best. Really? This is the best one, yeah. Uh, Joel Kinnaman plays Colonel Rick Flagg. He's in it. Nathan Fillion, who I love, yeah. is in the movie. And of course, my guy... John Cena! Also making his return to the WWE next month for SummerSlam. You know what I'm saying? And Dan Mori had a... I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous that Dan Mori got to talk to John Cena. Yeah, man. Like, I'm the wrestling guy. Dan Mori's not. And... And I don't know if maybe John Cena was messing with Maury. Okay. Knowing that he's not a WWE guy. Okay. Or maybe he was just being a little sarcastic. Or maybe... And I know you're not going to like the others, Maury. But maybe John Cena just didn't like you. Oh, don't say that. That's rude, man. But... <laughs> You've talked to people who didn't like you, right? You've talked to people before. I'm not inside of this. Maury's like, no, never. <laughs> Two chains. Remember when that guy dissed you? Oh yeah, that was great though. 
<laughs> Damn it, more with John Cena. John, uh, did you bring any of your WWE skills to your character in this movie? I'm going to answer that question with a question. Have you seen my performing on WWE? Yes, from time to time. Okay, so you know that I have no skill. No, but in this movie, do you, I mean, it seemed very fun and stuff. I, I don't know. Answer the question. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I mean, did I bring did I bring my lack of WWE skills to this uh, fantastic production? No, I, I tried to step my game up. I mean, they, they spent some serious money on this, and I really didn't want to let them know who they actually hired. Uh, I tried not to sink the ship, and, um, you know, we made it through, and I fooled them all, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> Sarcastic, John Cena, right? Okay, okay. First of all, I think it might be the way that you say WWE. You sound like you did. I will say this, Maury. You did in that clip sound like that was the first time you have ever said WWE. Uh huh. John, uh, did you bring any of your WWE skills to your character in this movie? <laughs> WWE. Yeah, that you did sound like. To be fair to John Cena, that did sound like that was your first time ever saying those uh, that word uh, those words together. Um, Damon Moore speaking with John Cena and uh, Joel Kinnaman from the new The Suicide Squad. Yes, sir. Important that we say it's The Suicide Squad out next Friday. Um, so did you watch the original? Original, air quotes, but yeah. like the one from a few years ago, yeah. Will Smith? Yeah. Because um, that one doesn't have anything to do, because I didn't watch that one because of how terrible people were talking about it. Right. It wasn't good. Yeah. No, it wasn't good. So with Justice League, when they did the two versions, right? Yeah. I watched the first one because I was curious. And then I watched the four hour one for right. the comparison. Yeah. And my question, I know a lot of people were asking, and I'm glad Damon Mori asked this question to both John Cena and uh, Joel Kinnaman, is whether or not you have to watch the first round of Suicide Squad with Will Smith before getting to this one. I, w I would, me personally, mm. I would advise against that. Okay. If I were to say you don't need to see the first movie to enjoy this one, in fact, maybe just watch this one, would you agree? Um, you should definitely watch the first one, but you definitely don't need to watch it to see this one. Uh, well, I think this is, uh, the, the movie does stand alone and they're, they're two different experiences. It's not, uh, the mythology is is very loosely attached with some carryover like uh, Rick Flagg's character. But they there are, the movies both stand on their own two feet. It's, it's not something you need to... Uh, connect yourself it's not like the harry potter series or or uh, lord of the rings or anything like that is john cena the best part of the suicide squad this new version of the movie um no john cena is absolute i cannot say enough about john cena in this movie like yeah. i really can and the character that they wrote john cena and the way that he delivers it nobody has directed john cena nobody has got what to do with John Cena as well as James Gunn understood what he had and how to use John Cena because this is the best John Cena that John Cena has ever been and he's still not the best part of the movie. And he's pretty swole too. Oh my god, John Cena compared to regular guys? Yeah. Looks weird. Uh -huh. Like it looks like they CG'd him to be huge. But he's just naturally but huge. he's just naturally huge. Can each of you tell me what your most difficult stunt was for this movie? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was getting thrown by John so, you know, I had my stunt guy do it instead. <laughs> and I didn't know uh, anything about swordsmanship, so I spent a lot of time playing with my own sword, and now I know how to do that very well. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, Joel, um, we saw John only in his sexy tidy whities I would say not for long enough. Were you too shy to do the same? No, but I mean, I had the, you know, I made the terrible decision to, to take my shirt off like two scenes before John. Um, you know, that just teaches you, you have to read the whole script and not just your lines when you plan out something like that i wish we saw you longer in your tidy whities john just saying that was that was i i am uh almost 45 and most of my body barely works anymore so i'm very comfortable (laughs) with who i am i'm glad i could give you some entertainment a small piece of entertainment and I appreciate you enjoying it. <laughs> John Cena's the freaking best. Ah, uh, the Suicide Squad opens August 6th. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hi, Sophia. It's Roz and Mocha. How you doing? Hi, love your show. Thanks so much. Oh, girl. How old are you? I'm 15. You're 15? 15? All right. You folks know that, uh, that you're talking to us? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so what's going on? What's on your mind today? Um, so I'm in a love triangle with both my exes. Oh, God. oh no! Sophia. Sophia! Girl! So you wrote us this. Yeah, you're in a love triangle, both your exes. But your question is, how do you know if the other person likes me? I'm too scared to ask if he likes me. What do I do? Is, is your mom there? Um, my mom's just on a run right now. On a run, huh? But she, she's okay with this. Oh, so says the 15-year-old. Um, Does your mom know about this situation? Um, my mom does not. Um, she figured about it, like, yesterday, I think, maybe. Yeah. Uh, what does is, what is your mom think you wanted to talk to us about? Um, I didn't really go deep into details because <laughs> I don't really talk about that stuff with my mom. Okay. okay. So what, she just thinks that you're talking to the guys on the radio because you really <laughs> like the show? Yeah, I honestly really like the show. And- <laughs> okay, right, listen, you're you're 15 for God's sake. Um, okay, who are these two dudes? Um, this guy from my school mm. and this guy that does not go to my school but still lives in the same city. So they both think that they're 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 your boyfriend? No, well, no, they're both they both really like me. Um, one of them I haven't confessed my feelings to. <laughs> okay. The other one that, yeah. Um, I did. Okay, so do they each know of the other one? Like, do they all, does everyone filled in on the situation? Uh, no. So, no. Um, does your mom let you date, does your mom let you have boyfriends? Not let you, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, just not like serious relationships, but like, this, yeah. Okay, so not like, okay, you're in a love triangle, girl. Yeah. So the guy that you go to school with and the guy that lives in the same city as you, which one do you feel... I have more feelings towards. Um, I feel like the guy that I go to the same school with because we met in science chemistry mm. and we had a lot of chemistry, I felt. Oh, so, <laughs> Hey-oh. <laughs> um, compared to the guy that I got set up with from my cousin. Your cousin so. set you up with somebody? Yeah. Okay, how old are these guys? They're both my age. 15? Yeah. Not 16? No. So the guy that lives in the same city as you, does he like you? Yeah. Um, he really likes me. He's liked me since we started dating, then broke up. Mm-hmm. Why'd you guys break up? Um, miscommunication, not enough communication. Like how? Like, what do you mean, communication? Um, like, uh, I called off a break, and then after that, um, he figured out that I was in another love triangle at that time. And so <laughs> this, he... is your, this is your second love triangle? 
Yeah. Oh, okay, girl. Girl. So you you tried to pull the we were on a break, but he wasn't. He didn't feel that you guys were on a break, or that you didn't articulate it uh, for him to yeah. be able to fully understand, right? Yeah. So then he was like, um, "You're messing with my feelings. I'm done. Like we're over." Yeah. Did you feel like you were messing with his feelings a little bit? Um, I honestly felt like at that time I didn't know my true identity. Mm-hmm. I felt like I lost it. So honestly, I don't, I don't, I just think that the past is the past and um, whatever happened. Sure. <laughs> I, I think that you, especially in the situation that you, you're in, um, not blaming you for that, um, but it seems like you're now expected to go maybe a little bit too deep into all this relationship stuff than you seem ready to. You seem to be sort of losing yourself and forgetting who you are uh, pretty quick and dealing with a lot of things at 15 that, you know, maybe you shouldn't have on your plate, guys accusing you of messing with their feelings, all this stuff. Uh, that's a lot to deal with at 15. So, you know, my advice would be, one, um, you know, talk to your mom, Right. Maybe weird, maybe awkward, but that's what your mom's there for, to help you through stuff like this because you're her kid and she knows. And, yeah, I talked about it with her. And uh, and two, I, I would say that you're at a point right now, especially in that weirdo little love triangle, uh, where you can go down two paths. One path is the I'm going to pump the brakes, chill, stay true to myself, and uh, be completely 100% honest. And the other path is I'm going to start telling tiny little lies to spare people's feelings because I don't want anybody to know exactly 100% of the truth of the situation or how I feel about either of them. And that is going to snowball into something that you will lose control of fast. Okay. Um, I don't want to lose control fast. You will. It's going to happen. So go with option A. Maybe just chill with each of these guys, all right? There's no... No harm in being friends, but maybe uh, maybe not the, the relationship road right now. You got to be honest. You got to be honest with the guys, and you got to be honest with your mom, and you have to be honest to yourself. Yeah. I don't really want, like, a serious relationship either. I just want don't. a guy I can, I don't know, like, be competitive and have fun with then, at this age. Then do that. Yeah. Then just do be that. Friends. Oh. Be friends. Then, wrong then, with being friends. Then you are in charge of this whole thing. Okay, no boy is in charge of your feelings. No boy is in charge of the direction of a relationship. No boy is going to tell you what they want uh, in in any sort of way of where you then have to appease their wants and needs. You are 100 percent in charge. And if you want to sit and chill and be competitive with somebody and neither of these guys are into that type of friendship or relationship, find new friends. You're in charge. Okay. Thank you very much, Sophia. Hope that helped. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All right, kiddo. Be safe. You're in charge, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Oh, we talking Bachelor? Oh, girl. girl? Yes, let's talk about Bachelor. All right. Uh, I watched a, a little bit of it last a, night. A lot went on last night. There was like an episode, and then the guy left, and then they did the men tell all. Spoiler uh, alert. Oh, God. God. <laughs> don't, don't hit me with a spoiler alert, okay? <laughs> I can't deal with a spoiler. After everything else I've had to deal with today, I can't deal with a spoiler alert or the guilt of that. Uh, but let's talk Connor real quick because Connor was the guy that was accused of being a terrible kisser, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, right? When we kiss, there was something missing in that kiss. And that was hard for me because everything about you, everything about us was so 
easy, so good. But when we kiss, it just, that was the one and only time that something was missing. Oh, that's kind of harsh. Right, that's like, you're, harsh. You're a great dude, but you suck at kissing. Right, like just say anything else. Mm-hmm. Right, anything else. Because now you're like, you're going to send me home, but you're sending me home with like that. Yeah. Right? Like, I, just I got, send well, I got me a home. great personality, yeah. but Come I got on. no game. So they get into this last night on the uh, on the men tell all with uh, uh, Caitlin questioning Connor as to whether or not he is in fact a bad kisser. This is five. You ever been told that you weren't a great kisser before? Or this has this ever been a thing for you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I went back home. Uh, <laughs> I texted like two or three people I'd kissed in the past. No. <laughs> Did. I swear to God, I did. Rough. No. And I was like, listen, am I a trash kisser? You got to be honest with me. <laughs> oh. uh, <It> hurts. <laughs> my ex said, no, I was a, I was a good kisser. It's just uh, the connection. It, it's not just one person being a good kisser now. It's about the connection. Oh, okay. So, she lied to you, bro. Exactly. So <laughs> then, then there was an audience member, like a woman in the audience, mm. who like interrupts the whole thing, but she happens to be there, happens to be cute, also happens to be miked. Oh, so she's planted, right? For sure. And then maybe she like made a comment. I think maybe on that, like that episode, and producers saw it. Somebody saw it, and they were like, "We should have her, yeah. uh, be a part of this." Yeah, but uh, but I don't think that she was. I don't think they w- would have had time to quarantine her for two weeks. And so she comes down out of the audience and then makes out with Connor. Caitlin, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, Connor, that I watched you on the show and. I just think you're absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. And oh. I know that you can't be a bad kisser. Let's oh. find out. Let's oh. find out. Look at him. Let's find out. Right? Go! Hi, Tara. What's your name? Can you, can you hang out? Sure. Oh, my gosh, you're so cute. <laughs> what a bold move. So, I um, couldn't help Are we going to rate the kiss? <laughs> I was going to say, out of 1 to 10? How was it? 11. What? Oh, uh, you liar. You're right. You just got a crush wow. on him. You're right. Well, I noticed that earlier. I was like, oh, he's checking me out. I was, I was checking You were? No way. I was like, wow, that girl's, I was like, that girl's really cute. You were checking her out. Connor, were you expecting that? No. I'm yeah, clearly not. not. Was it a hot okay. kiss? Who watched it? I didn't see it. Was it a hot kiss? Like, did they use tongue? Lori, come in here. Come in here. Shem, was Shem, it a hot kiss? No, Trash man, kiss? It nasty. Not going to lie. Oh, what made it nasty? A lot of, like, um... Upper lip, right? No. I bet. Listen, I know you like to, like, lick teeth when you kiss. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little I do. different. I do. <laughs> I, like the put, I put my tongue. I told you I used to do this. I put my tongue between, like, the teeth oh. and that top lip, and I'll just, like, roll my tongue right across like yeah. that. That was my move. That was my, my move wife back heard in the you day. say that. Yeah, she did it radio. to you and you loved it, no, right? No, she was oh. like, don't ever. <laughs> Come on. Don't do, do that to me. How do you, how do, you do that? It's a hot move. How do you do Shut that? Shut up, Maury. Uh, was it a hot kiss, Maury? <laughs> no, it was, it was incredibly hot. Yeah. What? what? It was incredibly hot. Bro, there was no messiness. Oh. It was real pa- Like, you could real tell. Real passion? You could tell there was something going on. Like, there was a spark. <laughs> you couldn't. You don't know what spark. Uh, no. What, what spark? Spark from what? No, you could tell they were both into it and both having a good when time they, and both enjoying that When they that finished kiss. kissing, were they still sort of standing no, close or then, did they separate did you them mention a little when bit? When they went to commercial, they kissed again. Oh. 
I didn't see that. He's like, yeah, the guy, Connor was like, oh, hang on, hang on, before yeah. you go to commercial, let's do this again. Excuse me. But look at Shannon's face. You look like Nasty. you just smelled a bad smell. It was gross. Like, yeah. just jealous. What? Yeah. What? Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, but you say trash kiss, right, Sham? Absolutely trash. Yeah, more you say hot kiss. Hot kiss. And I want to learn how you do your thing. Stop it. Oh. It's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What is something an adult told you as a kid and said, you'll understand when you're older, that you now understand because you're older? That is a question that somebody asked on Reddit. And some of the replies are hilarious. Damn it, more. Before I read this list. You look like you have something to say. I would say that the one thing I remember being told that you'll understand when you're older is when to keep your mouth shut. You understand that? <laughs> but you I never say I keep do your mouth it. Shut. I understand it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's some of the replies, okay? Yeah. Uh, somebody said, Why adults drink beer and coffee? I tasted both and thought they tasted horrible. Yeah. Oh true. my God, now we love both. Right? Um, we have food at home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one has never been more true. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I never understood why game show contestants would get so excited about furniture and appliances. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Another person wrote, plain and simple, sleeping. Yes. Right? Yeah. As a kid, you're told you'll understand when you're older. And then sleeping was the thing that now that you're older, you fully, fully get. Uh, as a kid, I never understood why anyone wanted to sleep when they could be out having fun. Now I understand. <laughs> I remember asking an adult, quote, if you don't like your job, why don't you just get a new one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, lift with your legs, not your back. <laughs> as a dad, I seem to spend my life switching off lights in empty rooms and turning down the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in our house, yeah. I am notorious for turning off lights. Really, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, walk in, I'll walk around, I'll be like, yo, why are all these lights on? Right. Like, the lights in the hallway. Yeah. The I lights get in trouble in, for that. Huh? I get in trouble for that yeah. all the time. Everywhere. Lights are always on. Really? And I'm going around, turning them all off. And yeah. Jenna's like, why is it so dark in here? <laughs> and do you close doors? Like, I'm told I have to close the bathroom door so that the air conditioning isn't wasted by going into a room that we hardly use. Huh? <laughs> Don't Matthew you have an air conditioning vent in the bathroom? No, ma no. Oh, no. Ma Matthew always says, close the bathroom door. You're overusing the air conditioner. <laughs> oh, wow. You got some weird rules, man. <laughs> Again, the question on Reddit was asked, uh, what is something an adult told you as a kid and said to you, uh, you'll understand when you're older that you now understand because you're older. Uh, that you can eat candy and junk food all the time. Your teeth and gut will hate you. That's <laughs> true. That adults get tired so easily. I thought as a kid, my energy level would stay the same forever. <laughs> um, I know we talked about this one on the podcast recently, Ross. Someone wrote and said, uh, I finally understand why my mom was so pissed when I didn't take meat out of the freezer. Oh, yeah. I just remembered I didn't take meat out of the freezer. Guess it's pizza rolls tonight. <laughs> uh, somebody else, sleep comes up a lot. Somebody else said uh, going home and getting sleep. Another person wrote drinking water. And uh, finally, what is something a, an adult told you as a kid? You'll understand when you're older that you now understand because you're older. This one person replied with like a list of three things. Why moms take so long to get ready. Also, why their purses have to be so big. <laughs> and why dad said I couldn't touch the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs>
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Priya, what up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. So, family drama, huh? Yeah, a little bit. So, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend named their baby a name we were planning to use if slash when we had a son. Oh, stealing a baby name. Yeah, you were this. Roz and Mocha fixed my life. You said that they were fully aware that this was a name that was special and meaningful to you guys, and you found out that you were pregnant with a boy two days after their son was born. Oh, damn. Say that you were devastated when you learned that they used the name. Now, you say, I fully recognize uh, they did not need to ask permission to use the name. We had no claim that that name, despite how much we loved it. But my husband and I are hurt that they don't have the courtesy or respect to have a conversation with us ahead of time. It's been nearly seven months now, and this continues to be a source of tension. Okay. Mm. Is your baby born yet? No, but he's due any day now. Oh, yeah. wow. Congratulations. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you, 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 they didn't steal anything, though. Yeah, no, I know. And I know, like I said, they need to ask our permission. Like, we could have never even had a son at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, like, what hurts is that I wish they had just sort of sat down with us and said, look, guys, we know you love this name. We love it, too. We decided to use it for our son. We hope you can understand and that there's no hard feelings. But instead, the whole thing was just very secretive. Pause for one second. So is this name, is it just like a cool name that you love? Or does this name have significance because of like it's tied to another family member? So it has significance for me. So the name was Anderson, which was my grandmother's maiden name on my mom's side. Okay. And she passed away in 2019. Okay. And what's the significance for that name for the other couple? They liked it. Okay. Hmm. I think that you could still name your son Anderson. Yeah, I don't why, think that there's why, anything wrong with that. Why can't you? I've gone back and forth on this, and I just feel like my son deserves to have something that's just his. Yeah, but and I don't want him. It's to have not to just his, his though. But it's not just his. He's not. He's the not the only, only Anderson. Anderson. And that other kid, like your brother-in-law's kid, your nephew, I guess. He's not the only Anderson in the world. I know, but they're first cousins. You so know, what? they're going to be seven months apart. Yeah. Who cares? The most important thing is that you're Jeez. having this baby boy that you're going to love and you're going to nurture and you're going to, you know, uh, mold into this amazing human being whose name is going to be Anderson. No, we don't know any of that, Mocha. Um, <laughs> okay, you would hope <laughs> this, to do all okay, those things. You, you think a woman this petty is going to do all those things for that child? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, it, this is a weird this is a weird one, okay? Uh-huh. Because when you claim ownership over a name, right? Mm. They won't look as bad stealing your name but having their kid first as you yeah. as you will having had the idea first but naming your kid after they did. Mm. You know what I mean? But, like but, that, but, like but you're going though, to look Priya. you're going to look like the thief. Were you going around like blabbing to everybody that, yo, if we ever have a son, we're going to name him Anderson? Or was it only these conversations between you and like your brother-in-law and his wife? It had come up like casually in conversation and we would talk sort of about what we would name our kids. And I mentioned Anderson and my sister-in-law goes, oh, my God, I love that name so much. And so I always had an inkling during her pregnancy that they may use that mm. name. I mean, etiquette says, you know, with with family and you do know when it is said publicly in a forum that this is your intent. You know, it, it's lousy for them to do that. But you also don't know if that's that's been number one on her baby name list forever as well. Right. You said she said that she yeah. always loved that name. 
Um, it's just the sort of luck of the draw. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. What's a backup name? I honestly don't know. As of right now, this kid is going to be nameless. Oh, Henderson. Oh I think that you you are far too attached to that, but I don't think you're so much attached to that name as you are obsessed with the pettiness surrounding that name choice. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to get past it. Could you name, if you're asking us if you could also name your kid who will be first cousins with that kid, Anderson, 100%, because I guarantee you in this world, World, there are two first cousins both named Jason. You know what I mean? I guarantee you yeah. in this world there are two first cousins both named Kelly. Right? Like it's just it's just the way it goes, but you just have this attachment to it and you feel so wronged by your sister-in-law that or your brother-in-law that it's consuming you. And now you think that it's ruined. Like you're already thinking like, let's listen to you. My child's going to be nameless. Like, <laughs> like, 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 that's so dramatic. You know, girl. What I mean? like, you know that's so, not the truth. Okay? It's so, <laughs> it's so dramatic right now that I think that you need to recalibrate and figure out what the important things are. And, um, you know, chances are you're going to, you know, you're going to have your kid and you're going to meet that kid and you're going to look at it and you're going to come up with a bunch of different names. Um, and and that's just the reality of it. And none of this is going to matter when yeah. you name your kid Aloysius or whatever the hell you're going to decide. Um, you know, you're going to love that kid and you're going to say that name with pride every single time you say it. But right now you are deep, deep, deep into family pettiness and it's crushing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I laughs> she knows it. OK, so guess what? Guess what? Name your kid Anderson then. OK. Yeah. I'll, I'll Don't tell anyone it. either. Yeah. Just that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, use the same name and then watch their reaction and go, what? This was my plan all along. I told you I was going to name the kid Anderson. Yeah. You just happened yeah. to also do it. This was always my plan. You get over it. Do we feel like that's not just going to exasperate the family drama, though? Well, ah, who cares? Yeah, but then the other thing, you, but yeah, but then the only way to settle it, really, there is only way to settle this, okay? That is okay. to have the babies fight. <laughs> <laughs> to have the babies fight. And the winner gets to keep the name. Okay. Okay. That's my recommendation. Okay. You really want to settle this, you know, like a couple of little men. Okay. They're going to have to fight those two babies. <laughs> All right, Priya. Let us know how it goes. Also film it. Oh, okay. I want to see that. <laughs> have a good day, girl. Right. Bye. Thank you, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. On Kiss. There's a song that has been blowing up. And it's a song called Red Dress by a woman by the name of Sarah Brand. And the reason it's been blowing up is nobody knows what this is. What do you mean? Nobody knows if it's serious, if it's a, if it's a goof, what the story behind this is. So... There's a whole video that she produced where it's like her in a church and she made a big description about the video and everything else. But her voice is so perfectly off key that it oh, almost God. seems deliberate. What's her name? Sarah Brand. And the song is called Red Dress. So listen to take take a listen to this. Oh God, even this part sounds bad.
What the hell is this? Okay, so this is Sarah Brand. Yeah. The song is called Red Dress. People have been like, when you go online, there are people dissecting this song like it's a work of art because they don't know. Nobody knows if this is intentional or if she's delusional or if, if she herself is the art project where this song came from, people, the thing that you do know is she's apparently an Oxford student taking sociology. So mm. there's a chance that this may be some sort of like part of her thesis or something. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Or is it just that she's that bad of a singer and but she's people, really trying? People have been pulling it apart though. Like people who really know about tonality and music yeah. saying that it's not just a bad singer. Like every note is the right note. She's just singing them all wrong. Like it almost sounds to me and Shem, help me out with this. It almost sounds to me she sang this song once through in one key to one instrumental track. Then they took an instrumental track that was in a different key and played that under her original vocals. I couldn't agree with you more. It, I actually think it's real. And because... Oh, jeez. Because it almost sounds... Because it, she, not, she's not a bad singer. No, no, no. She, she's terrible. No, she's no, terrible. No, no, no. But what I, but what I mean is she knows what she's doing. Yes. Yes, like yeah, she's yeah. on beat with everything, and but even the it, way her notes, even though even the way she sings, she knows what she's doing. It doesn't sound affected, right? It doesn't sound like she's trying to sound like, uh, like really bad. No. You know what I mean? Like she sounds, she's she's. But listen to the harmony. Listen to the harmony. Like everything is just off enough that makes yeah. it bad, but yeah. it could very easily. It, oh, like, like, but flat. everything, every, but everything is perfectly off, though. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, and, and that's the problem, or, or that's the thing that stands out. Everything is perfectly flat, right? In terms of key, in, in terms of tonality, everything is. So Not I a think. Few notes. So somebody found this. Um, this online and listen to this Shem let me get your opinion on this so this is apparently an acoustic version that she had done of this same song by the way this is a viral track it's by an artist by the name of Sarah Brand nobody really knows anything about her nobody knows if the song is good if like we're dealing with another Rebecca Black or what we're dealing with here uh, by the way the music video I just looked it up 416,000 views yes. so far and, um, and, and good for her she left the comments open one of the comments says I have now officially heard a song in the key of Q flat minor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but here, listen to the acoustic version. I think she thinks she can sing. She's tone deaf. She's 100% tone deaf. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's so deaf. That's 100% what it is. No, she thinks. Yeah. She thinks she can sing. I agree with Loco. You think so? She's okay. so yeah. deaf. Okay, go, is, go, back, is, go back to the chorus on the, on the original now because she like layers. Like she's harmonizing. Well, she thinks she is. No, no, but she, but she, but she's not like she knows they're just all the wrong notes. She understands what to Yo, do. They're why just are you all the of wrong. Fan club right now, bro. She's I'm got not. confidence, man. She's got confidence, because but she's I, incredibly you know toned down. I'm so skeptical with all of this stuff. Yeah. Right. I'm always the skeptic, and most times I'm right. Like when I. But there's a whole video with actors, and she's in a church. Tell me you don't love this, though. Tell me you don't love this. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Oh, come on, guys. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what makes this so beautiful is that it is a mystery that nobody really knows. Yeah. And she's left her comments open on YouTube and, like, the worst of the worst. I mean, that's where the devil lives is in the comment section on YouTube. But so obviously there has to be a reason for this. Can we remix this song? Somebody uh, in the comment section said, is this like an art project where the art is are in the comment section and we're the art? Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. There is a new summer banger out right now. That's got uh, half a million views on YouTube. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do that. Uh, It's Sarah Brand. The song is Red Dress. They're calling it the worst song ever, right? You have to tell people it's the worst song ever. You can't say it's a new summer banger, okay? It's just rude. Uh, People are calling it like the new Rebecca Black. Is she the worst singer ever? And there's like a whole video for this too. Mm -hmm. And there's a massive amount of mystery behind... Sarah Brand and who this woman is, where she came from. Is she truly this terrible or are we all being trolled? Is this some sort of weird social experiment that will then all be revealed? And if we talk to her and she doesn't come clean, then are we like, are we the goofs? Are we just all part of it? Because this is awful. (laughs) Uh, Well, the uh, singer, songwriter, director of the music video joins us right now, Sarah Brand. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. You rocking a red dress today or what? Oh, you know, I should. It's um, a little early right now, but I will definitely keep that in mind when I'm making that choice. Okay. Um, so what is, what's your story? And is, there's, people are so confused with you and <laughs> it's so fascinating and... What's the story behind this song? What's the story on the way you sang it? Can you actually sing? Like, like you've heard all the comments because you haven't turned the comments off on anything. So what's, mm-hmm. the, what's the story? Yes, um, it has been so fascinating to see the comments and everyone making these, you know, wacky hypotheses about experiments and um, marketing strategies. Um, people have been quite clever with it, actually. So the story, the song Red Dress, is a social commentary on organized religion and just it's you know um, plain content um, it tells the story of a girl going to church for her religious boyfriend but she herself is not part of that church community and she's met with a lot of judgment 
hang, that. Hang on one sec, Sarah. We'll get to the lyrics in a second, to the meaning behind the song. I mean, what's the story with you? Yes. I directed and edited the <laughs> okay, video. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like you practice okay. answer. Okay. Like any questions okay. come your way, huh? Okay, I gotta ask you one more time. What's the story with you and the way you sang it? Do you actually think you're good? Is this some sort of experiment? <laughs> Are we the art project? Are you the art project? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I made this music video to with the idea of hoping to prompt introspection and make people like analytical and that's exactly what the video has done it's confusing everyone right and they're making all these very clever hypotheses about it um so i'm i'm proud that the project is inspiring this kind of like sociological thinking and debate girl you still didn't answer the question (laughs) (laughs) okay sarah was the goal for this song exactly what's happening right now yes because okay. it's confusing people okay so you're deliberately confusing people i believe so so when people are saying that this is the worst singing uh performance that they've ever heard mm-hmm. that doesn't hurt you because it was intentional it does not hurt me because the way i sang for this song mm-hmm. is reflective of the message of the video. So that is why those comments are not resonating with me in a particularly painful way. Because there's a debate happening, right? And we had this conversation, mm-hmm. we had this conversation, which is, it's not that your vocal performance is bad, because you know what a bad singer sounds like. To <laughs> me, to me, when I hear it, and a lot of people feel the same way, which is in order to sing consistently that bad, or in mm-hmm. that way, you actually have to be a decent singer knowing what you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, yes, you are a good singer or you feel like you are a, a talented singer. And exactly what Roz said is happening. You're so good that you know how to manipulate to make it sound bad. What I will say to that is that the singing style of it sounding out of place right? With the rest of the production of the music and the video, it sounds out of place. And that reflects the story that's being told. Girl, again, you are not answering the question. <laughs> no, but I love you. I love you're you. Good. You're good. You knew <laughs> you're, this was going to happen. You're good because when, when somebody sings poorly, okay, you have a mm-hmm. reaction um, inside you and you've heard bad singers before in your life. But right. my, But my take on this is you know music, you know notes, you know harmonies, you just deliberately chose to use all the wrong ones. <laughs> and it does make the listener uncomfortable, doesn't it? What are you in college for, by the way? I am getting my master's in sociology oh, from Oxford. Oh, okay. Yeah, from so, Oxford, even. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're next level, right? Yeah. So you, you got us. Got <laughs> right, us, right? Yeah. You're sitting there reading the comments, reading all the threads on Reddit, and you're yeah. like, got him. I know. Got him. Got him. Five minutes before this call, somebody was like, hey, Sarah, what are you doing? You're like, I got to go talk to two mice right now. <laughs> no. Okay. You like, dang it, that cheese real yeah, quick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah Brand, thank you very much for joining us on the Raz and Moga show. Uh, Red Dress, I mean, it, it is doing exactly what I guess you thought that it would do or what it's supposed to do. 
Can you do us a favor when this whole thing, uh, I actually prefer you in the world of where you never fully explain it. So I'm sort of hoping you don't because also then we never look like fools. Um, but I'm sort of hoping, I'm sort of hoping that this is one of the things that will remain a mystery. And also my favorite comment on YouTube was somebody goes, uh, hey, Sarah, what key is your song in? Sarah says, all of them. All of them. Maury, what do you want to say? So. I want to see if you can answer one of the comments. Somebody asked if this uh, the music video was paid for by your sugar daddy. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you brought that up because I've seen many of those comments about it was daddy's money or a sugar daddy. And this, these are very sexist comments. No one would say that to a young male artist or filmmaker. Fair enough. Um, and I, I am the producer, and I produced it myself on a very modest budget. Are you getting that a lot? People think that you have, like, this all comes back to a sugar daddy? <laughs> oh, like, my how goodness. Do you, how do you draw that line? <laughs> I just wanted to talk to you about the vocals. Yeah. <laughs> all because of that red dress, Sarah. Because of the red dress. Right. Oh, maybe. Thank is you very like much, Sarah. We don't much know? love to you. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Oh, you're the best. Take thank care. You. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So I guess Snapchat crashed yesterday. Is that what happened? Oh. So more than 40,000 reports of problems were posted on Snapchat's um, website. Damn. And it affected a lot of people. Really? Yeah. So everybody was like uninstalling it and reinstalling it. and But the comments are hysterical. So when you look through all the complaints that everybody was making to Snapchat, mm -hmm. you get a lot of stuff like, hurry up, I was arguing with someone. <laughs> I was trying to ask my sugar daddy for money. <laughs> Maybe this oh, is a sign. no. <laughs> Outrageous. I'm trying to send some nudes, but it's not working. Oh, no. Do people still use Snapchat for sending nudes? Like, oh, is that the yeah. whole thing? Because that's, that's, I've never used Snapchat. Like, I have it just to sit on my own sort of domain name. But I've never actually used Snapchat. I open Snapchat and I have no idea what to do with it. Uh -huh. It doesn't operate like any other social do thing you, that I've ever used. You use Snapchat at all, Jim? Uh, no, I don't use it anymore. Oh, okay. You use Snapchat. No. Come on in here. More Explain Snapchat, Snapchat to me real quick. Yeah, because I remember because somebody I re had said to us at one, one time that Snapchat is where... Um, like when they meet somebody like on Tinder or Bumble or wherever, yeah. Snapchat is a place because that's where... Guys and girls will just send each other stuff. Somebody else wrote, "Only fans would never do this to us." No, they, <laughs> no, they um, would not. So, Maury, so is Snapchat still the place? Like, it's still primarily the place to send nudes. Then it is a thousand percent. Is but it now really? it's now it's also for like really cool filters and stuff. If you want to, you know, have some fun with filters, because that's on Snapchat. my only introduction to Snapchat was that it was designed so you would send somebody a nude and then it would just disappear. Right, right that, that was that's yeah. how they built their brand. And Snapchat. if you took a snapshot of it, it'll tell the person that you know screenshot right. was taken. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so it was a little snitchy, snitch chat, <laughs> right? Uh, but that's how they built their brand, right? Like yeah. Snapchat, they the foundation of Snapchat was you can send nudes and they will self destruct, and that's how they sort of built their loyalty. Um, but uh, there's a lot of uh, here. I got another uh, another one. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, is it back up and running? It is, right? It is. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Somebody else wrote, "I've got sugar daddies to reply to. I need to pay my." taxes hurry <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast you see that clip of that um british swimmer who couldn't quite hold it together during an interview with, oh the, with the with the bbc yes i did when the host asked about his phenomenal third leg 
it's fair enough in this situation. And Matt, also for you, you're 18 years old, it's your first Olympics, and you swam, honestly, your third leg was just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't actually had a chance to watch it back yet. I've, I've tried to find it, and I'm having some trouble trouble finding the video of the race. I, and there's a dude beside him too, and the poor kids are just sitting there, they're yeah. like, God damn, man, this is the Olympics. I know, we, we, can't, we can't screw this we, up. We can't, you, please don't laugh, please don't don't laugh please don't laugh i know how could you not though your third leg was phenomenal i wonder if this lady even realized after everything was wrapped up after the interview was wrapped and like the camera was off if she realized what had happened no i think no 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 no. i think it was i think it was worst case scenario Mm -hmm. where maybe she saw people reposting that clip and laughing and i'm guessing somebody had to explain it to her right she probably thought somebody on staff had to say the reason is uh-huh. it's not because your question was so good <laughs> no. that everyone wanted no. to keep sharing the clip because your question was so good and his answer was so great yeah it's i love the i one of the re- things i love about the olympics is uh is that i guess these comedic are, moments they're just phenomenal phenomenal machines these athletes but in moments like this you realize yeah and a lot of them are also 18 yeah it's fair enough in this situation and matt also for you you're 18 years old it's your first olympics and you swam honestly your third leg was just phenomenal (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i haven't actually had a chance to watch it back yet i've I've tried to find it and i'm having some trouble trouble finding the video of the race (laughs) the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh, Scarlett Johansson, man, this is like a whole thing. What? What? She's suing Disney and Marvel. What? Yeah. But she's Black Widow. Uh, she is Black Widow. So Scarlett Johansson claims that Disney and Marvel were in breach of contract when they simultaneously released Black Widow in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. Her lawsuit says, quote, Disney intentionally induced uh, Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent uh, Scarlett Johansson from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel. It is estimated that uh, Scarlett Johansson will reportedly miss out on $50 million in bonuses. Black Widow is on track to be one of the lowest grossing Marvel movies. Uh, Its current gross is $319 million worldwide. A Walt Disney spokesperson responded with the following statement there is no merit whatsoever to the filing the lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract and furthermore the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with premier access has significantly significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the 20 million she has received to date oh Disney previously uh, said that the hybrid streaming and theatrical model was in place um, as a pandemic measure. Um, But the remainder of their 2021 slate uh, will debut exclusively in theaters. So if you remember, like Black Widow was supposed to come out before COVID. Oh, yeah. And they held on to it for a very long time. It was uh, three or four, no, three dates that they had given us for release before we finally got it. So that's what Scarlett Johansson is saying, that she had an an exclusivity in uh, clause in her contract that said that it would be released only in theaters. But what is she, like, Um, did she want them just to hang on to it? 
Well, the, yeah, who knows, right? But right? they, but she's saying that they, she's saying that she went to them when it was announced that it was going to be hitting Disney Plus and theaters on the same day to try to renegotiate, and that they never heard back from Disney. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Right, but uh, but do they need to do that? Like, I don't know the absolute details mm. of this contract, but this really kind of like this puts an end to her relationship with oh, Disney yeah. and Marvel. Yeah. Now, for me, if you ask me, I, I watched Black Widow. I think I liked Black Widow more than most. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a I, lot of people that really did not like Black Widow. I liked it. But um, They got my money. And I'm hearing a lot of sort of people speculating as to why the movie didn't make what it could have. One, yes, COVID. Two, theaters, 50%. Streaming services, all this other stuff. Um, uh, a lot of people saying because it's two female leads, everything else. Um the reason for me if, why Black Widow didn't do as well as the other Disney properties or the other Marvel properties was because this is the only movie that was released where there was nothing at stake. Right. We know Black Widow's fate. Mm-hmm. This was a movie that happened in between and Black Widow dies. If Black Widow was still alive... Spoiler alert, by Whatever, the way. yeah. The, if, Bla- <laughs> if Black Widow was still alive, there would be different stakes to if the film. If you could continue the story, right? There yes, would be different stakes. Absolutely. But there's, there was, this was the first Marvel movie where there was actually nothing at stake. Yeah. You know, where the, where the content of the film carried no weight whatsoever to the rest of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, and I think and that, that, and I think that that had a lot, uh, I think that that had a lot to do with it. But uh, yeah, yeah, she is uh she is suing the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was just watching the trailer for House of Gucci. And oh it's dope, man. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about Adam Driver though. Like Why? a part of me really likes Adam Driver, and then there's another part of me where I see him in stuff where I I don't know. Did you see that Burberry commercial he did? No. Oh my god. Oh, is this oh, one of those so embarrassing? One of the it's times so, where you're like you don't know how to feel about it's him? It's so embarrassing. It's like do you remember the 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 commercial that Brad Pitt did that everybody was like what the hell did I just see? Oh, remember we like we Calvin? had a clip of it. We had a clip of it. Was it Calvin uh, you might still or? have it in there. You might still have it in there. Where it was just he's just like it's one of these like fashion brands where he's just talking nonsense. And none of it makes any sense whatsoever. And then the mm-hmm. Burberry commercial with Adam Driver is he is uh, like running across a beach and there's a horse and then he jumps into the ocean and the horse is in the ocean and then they're swimming together. Uh, and then he says something and then I guess he comes out of the water and then the sun is setting and he's suddenly a centaur. I guess something what? like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's a whack commercial. It's okay. crazy. Well. But anyway, so it's like that kind of stuff, right? Okay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I you just, look very confused right I, now. So much, so much of what I see is just so very confusing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. First on the Raptors' fourth overall pick, Scotty Barnes. How do we feel about Scotty? Uh, everyone's, I know Shem's real excited, right? Love it. I know people, Raptors fans wanted another kid named Jalen Suggs who yeah. went fifth overall, yeah. but I think Scotty Barnes is going to be good. But I will say this, yeah. I think it means that Pascal Siakam might be on his out way the out. Dough? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, because he's another big, right? Another big, very similar style. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to be difficult for the Raptors to play him, OG, and Anobi, and Pascal all together. How gotcha. tall is he? He's like 6'9". Six, 6'8", six, nine. Six, six, nine. Oh, big boy. Yeah. boy. Yeah, he's big. Wow. Uh, this is Nick Nurse on their fourth overall pick. Yeah, um, I think he's a kind of a multifaceted, multi-positional, two-way player. He's he's all of that, and he's young, and... and um, 
excited, man. I, I again, I liked him, got to know him a little bit, all those kind of things, and it's it's a it's a great pick for us. And uh, here is the fourth overall pick himself, Scotty Barnes. I would say I think I fit in perfect. Uh, just what they what their what their whole game plan is based off. They they start off with a defensive mindset, a defensive mentality. Uh, where I feel like I just belong. I feel like I belong in that program. Uh, so I would just say I could fit right in, uh, doing different things to help other people. Uh, other people can help me. I feel like I fit right in. Hmm. Well, welcome to the Toronto Raptors, Scotty Barnes. Go Raptors, go! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The David Ayer story. David, David, Ayer, David Ayer was the guy who did the first Suicide Squad. Oh, the director. Okay, yeah, the yeah. director. Uh huh. And the sort of story behind the first Suicide Squad, because what's happening is now the reviews are coming in for the new one, the, mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad, and they're overwhelmingly positive. It's oh, like wow. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, compared to David Ayer's Suicide Squad, which came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. This is the one with Jared Leto as the Joker and Harley Quinn originally mm-hmm. as... Um, Oh, sorry, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn the first time. Remember that movie? It had the coolest trailer anybody had ever seen. And then the movie was like, it was almost like it was a different movie. Oh, yeah, completely. What the trailer, I didn't like watch the, 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 the movie because of how terribly right. people were speaking about it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to waste my time. Right. So, But I'm interested in the new The Suicide Squad. So uh, one of the critics from Screen Daily, this guy named Tim Grierson, tweeted out saying that David Ayer quote, should abandon the idea of a, of a director's cut. Because after Zack mm-hmm. Snyder was given his sort of director's cut for Justice League, yeah. everybody started saying, give David Ayer the ability to do his cut for Suicide Squad. Wait, so why wasn't he allowed to do his own, I guess, cut? Well, that's the, that, that's the whole, that that is the story behind that first Suicide Squad. So David Ayer replied to this critic, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Grierson. He said this, I put my whole life into Suicide Squad. I made something amazing. My cut is intricate and, and an emotional journey with some bad people who are crap and uh, discarded, a theme that resonates with my soul. The studio cut is not my movie. Read oh. that again. And my cut is not the 10-week director's cut. It's a fully mature edit by Lee Smith standing on the incredible work of John Gilroy. It's all Stephen Price's brilliant score, not a single radio song in the whole thing. Wow. He goes on to say... It has uh, traditional character arcs, amazing performances, a solid third arc resolution. A handful of, handful of people have seen it, and if someone says they have seen it, they haven't. Real talk, I'd rather get a shot at. I'm so proud of James Gunn, and I'm and, uh, excited to see his success coming. I support Warner, Warner Brothers, and I'm thrilled for the franchise that it's getting the legs that it needs. But apparently what happened was that he submitted his cut of Suicide Squad, and in this article they say the studio basically took Suicide Squad and farmed it out to like 10 different editors to say, here, do whatever you can do. Then they got back all those versions and then one person cobbled together a movie based on the editing work of editors that weren't working together and didn't know each other. Oh, geez. Oh, so they really hacked it up. So that's why the movie's such a mess, right? That's the the story. they, They probably saw David Ayer's cut. And weren't feeling it. Because he made, he made, from what I understand, he made Training Day. 
right? That, oh, wow. that was, remember Training Day, how good yeah, that movie yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. So that's a David Ayer movie, okay. right? Based on his growing up in that part of Los Angeles, uh -huh. getting arrested, gangs, and everything else. So he made Training Day. And I'm guessing that Suicide Squad was a little more like Training Day, mm. a little more gritty, dark cop drama, detective drama, this kind of thing. And at that time, the studio was like, no bueno, we need a superhero movie. We need Avengers. We need Avengers. And so they... They cut it to pieces. Oh, and wow. so that's the movie that uh, got twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. But he also said this is the last he's ever going to talk about it, and there will be no director's cut. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Time to get sweaty. New Billie Eilish today too. I had no idea. No. And normally I would know when somebody drops an album. I was uh, I I woke up and I and I was like, what's going on with uh, Billie Eilish? And then there was all these videos I was watching with her at the release party mm -hmm. last night. And there was one part where she was addressing fans. She was on like sort of a, a balcony kind of thing. And then the party got wild. And then there was another clip of her like in the pool, fully clothed, dancing oh, yeah? dancing around with people in, in a swimming pool to her. To her own music at uh, at a Spotify event. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But oh. I hi guys, thanks for coming. <laughs> it's been such an amazing night so far. Um, my album comes out in two minutes. <laughs> this album is my favorite thing that I've ever created, and wow. I don't know. It was such a cathartic and freeing and satisfying and fulfilling process. I can't wait to be back on the road and back in life. Like, I just love you all and thank you. And I'm so excited and so proud and so happy. And I hope you guys all feel the same. So. All right, then. Right. Okay. And uh, what do we have from it? You put some stuff in, Amor. Uh, let's go I, haven't, I literally haven't heard any of this. Oh, so I'm looking so I. forward to it. Uh, this I'm is looking called, so uh, forward to this it. This from Billie Eilish's new album. What's the album even called? Happier Than Ever. Okay. So this song is called uh, My Future. I'm not This song actually dropped last year. Mm -hmm. It did, right? Yeah. Huh. Play Not My Responsibility. Listen to how she starts this. Okay. Would you like me to be smaller, weaker, softer, taller? Would you like me to be quiet? Do my shoulders provoke you? Does she really chest? mastered the, Am I my stomach, the my quiet head? talk, huh? The almost whisper talk? I was born with. Or the processing on it afterwards? Is yeah. it not what you wanted? If I were, I'm almost over it though. Is this, is this an actual song or is it just like an in interlude? No, that's an actual song. Does it pick up? No, that's pretty much it. So she's just talking through the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Are you sure about that? Did you listen to the whole thing? Yes, I did, sir. Though you've never seen mm -hmm. my body. All right. She couldn't look away, look away, look away. This one's called, what is it, Oxytocics? 
oxytoxic. Is that what it is? Oh, oxytosis. Billie Eilish, by the way. Her album's out right now. Alright. the one we there have... called Billy Bossa Nova? You better lock your phone And look at me when you're alone Won't take a lot to get you Does her range change at all during the album? No, I... Hmm. I mean, I guess if you're a Billie Eilish fan, right? You know that this is the way she sings, and you'll I'm curious, the album. Yeah, I'm curious as to how this is put together as a whole because mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that especially younger artists now are sort of going back to that or even rediscovering it because they didn't grow up with it. They grew up in a you know release a single every couple of months world, yeah. and I think that a lot of younger artists now are leaning towards putting together a whole package and leaning towards something that might be cool if you listen to it first track to last track, and that yeah. order matters, and that themes matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if this is if this is that kind Seems of project. Seems like it. Yeah. Like it's meant, it's laid out in a certain way where it's meant to be mm-hmm. listened in that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm right? wondering, I'm wondering, I don't know, but... I like Billie Eilish, but uh, that, what's the new album called? Happier Than Ever. All right, Happier Than Ever. Billie Eilish, new album, out right now. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha, who's this? Hello, Roz and Mocha. Yo, Fabian, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How are you, brother? Yo, we haven't heard from uh, you in a hot minute. Oh, you guys have been on vacation, enjoying life, man. Yeah, true that. I've been high on Razamoka cookies since when, man? Oh. Oh, so the story with Fabian, uh, who is a massive Razamoka fan and massive weed head, is uh, that for, for the past few months now, you've been on a quest to manufacture your own Razamoka weed. Strain, Absolutely. yeah. We got our right? own strain. We've uh, we've got a strain that you came up with, and remind us again of what the uh, the flavors are. So I mixed a kosher sorbet with a Giscotti. That's it. And uh, yeah. you've been catching a lot of uh, a lot of attention on IG from other Razamoka fans, right? Yes, sir. Um, and the plan was to have everything harvested and uh, <laughs> ready to go for April. Your goal was like four twenty. And yes. um, and then things happen. That wasn't the case. So where are we at right now? I am fully harvested. Um, I'm not happy with the yield I got, but that's just because of um, just because I was testing and everything. It wasn't a full grow. You know what I mean? I didn't fill a tent up. I filled like a couple plants. I've made ex- I've made I've made similar excuses for not for experiencing not a full grow. <laughs> <laughs> I was really tired. Yeah, I, I was really tired. I, I did too much with it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, I got the yield. It wasn't high enough. But hey, man, you Same. know what? I gave some to some of my friends, uh-huh. and it was like the best, one of the best weeds I grew, man. Really? Yeah, really, huh? I, I swear to God, man, the crystals, the color, the taste, everything that I wanted was on point. Uh, there was maybe two because I grew different seeds, right? So different phenos. There was just two that didn't have the taste and the smell I wanted. Yeah. But like I said, I'm very happy with it. And my next grow, I will be filling a whole tent with it. So I have a lot. 
Oh, wow. wow. And what was the reaction from others who tried it? Everybody that tried it loved it and wants more. Really, huh? Damn. So I've, I've been giving out seeds to whoever I can. Yeah. And uh, letting them try it and seeing how they like it for themselves. I have actually two guys that I think harvested on IG right now. Now, so when you give these seeds out to other people, can they just change the name of it? Or do you, like, have any sort of intellectual property of where they have to no. call it They have to call it Razamoka? Well, they, they could change it if they want to, but then they're not going to get recognized or I won't even shout them out. Or, right, you know, right, the right. The whole thing is it's Razamoka cookies so that, you know, everybody gets, no, like, they'll be noticed as Razamoka cookies. Right. I you like, know? I'm fine with that. I'm never, Damn. I'm never going to try it, but I'm fine. I'm fine with oh, that. Once COVID is 100% all done yeah. and uh, Maury's down, yeah. I will definitely send him a sample <laughs> so you guys can at least look at it. Oh, wow. Okay. I would love to know. Yeah. yeah oh, Maury, hold on, Maury. What's that, Maury? What oh, here comes Maury. What? It feels like to have like Razamoka in my system. Oh, stop it! It's just oh, weed, gosh. man. It's Here not... we go. Here yeah, we go. Got to make it you weird. You can't say that in something <laughs> yeah. normal, right? The man's a scientist. No, I meant He's it normal. I, like you take it how you want to no, take no, it. No, 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 no. Um, so Fabian, um, you're you're happy with uh, you're happy with the growth? I'm 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 happy with the outcome. I'm not happy with the yield, but I'm happy at least that I made it. It's here. Yeah. I got the seed, so I know what to look forward to now. You know. So now it's just filling up a whole tent. Does it smell? Very, very sweet. Yeah, man. Like I, I like I said, and the taste is just it. I, I gave somebody a sample of something I grew last time, and the guy said it's a mature taste, and that's what this tastes like. It's like so, these. I don't know. I can't explain it. 100%. Like, hold on. Like, when you say mature, like mature millennial or <laughs> no, mature like for mature like me. I'm 39 years old. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. For us. Okay, so, I, I, it, I it, took that. I took that personally, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to use. I want to be associated with youth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. Once you smoke this, you'll feel young again. Trust yeah, me on oh, that. Yeah. Okay. I highly <laughs> doubt All that. The aches and pains are gone. I highly uh, doubt that. Amazing, Fabian. You know we love you, brother. We will talk to you soon. Oh, you don't know that. You guys have a great week, man. I love you guys. I can't believe you're back. And you know, yeah, I'm so happy, man. Right on, brother. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Play this for you. Please. Uh, this TikTok from this woman, it's got 1.7 million views already. Okay. It's a story of a family member who hired a hitman to kill another family member. Excuse me. Yeah, listen to this. All right, buckle up. Here is some tea about my family. My cousin got engaged a year ago. And while creating the guest list for his wedding, he said he was going to invite my grandma, who is 85. And my aunt, my cousin's mom, not my biological aunt, decided she didn't want um, my grandparents to be invited. Those would be her in-laws. So instead of just voicing that opinion, she decided to hire a hitman um, to kill my grandma. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, by the way, is from TikTok user Madison Bino. She's 85. Just wait it out. <laughs> the story continues. <laughs> okay. Cousin's mom hires a hitman to kill cousin's grandparents because cousin's mom don't want the grandparents at the wedding. But there's no other reason. It's just the fact that they didn't want the old people at the wedding. Yeah, like, there's I guess, no history of family, whatever. It's just, I guess they just don't get along. They don't like each other. Or maybe the lady don't like the, the in-laws whatsoever, specifically the mother-in-law. Hence why she decided to hire a hitman geez. to 
I wouldn't even know where to go to find, like, what do you do? You look it up online? Well, that's how people get busted, right? You're looking for a man who paints houses. So the story continues. Yeah. So I guess my aunt called this hitman or hired a hitman and was being really loud about it. And my uncle overheard and was like, oh, this is not good. So instead of calling the police like a normal person would, he called um, my aunt, his sister. And she was like, okay, he said, and I quote, I think a crime has been committed. So his sister, being of sound mind, called the police immediately and the police intervened and my grandma is still alive and it's fine. Um, my aunt who hired the hitman is not in jail as of yet. They are building a case against her. Um, however, said wedding is in two weeks and my grandma is still upset that she's not invited to the wedding. Okay, part two. <laughs> okay. Yo, so much fa- family drama, huh? I'm surprised they didn't hire a hitman to kill the woman that hired the hitman. You know what I mean? You just do that whole vicious circle. Hold on. Hire a hitman to kill the woman who hired a hitman. Who hired? Yeah. The then you just start. Oh, yeah, I got you. Start you. stacking hitman. Yeah. How do you find a hitman? I don't know, and I don't really want to know. But I, to me, it doesn't seem like. Google it right now. Go on a work computer. You want me? To, I will Google a lot of things on this computer. You there, Google. there are some. Uh-huh. There are some terrible things that I've Googled on this mm-hmm. computer. I know. Um, I'm. I it don't, just gets blended in. It gets mixed in with okay, everything. Hey, you're right. Right. Hold on here. No, it's not going to get flagged. What do I go? Trust to, me. Like, <laughs> do I go? You would have been flagged a long time ago. I go www.darknet.com. Is that what I do? Is that how you get to the dark web? I think so. You just go darkweb.com, right? Can you just search? Like, how do yeah. you hire a hitman? Or how to find a hitman? Hire a hitman. Enter. Here we go. Now I'm on the list. <laughs> Good morning, RCMP. <laughs> uh, how to hire a hitman. Oh, perfect. Click I'm that not, link. I'm not clicking. I oh, will click this one, though. What? What is the penalty for hiring a hitman? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hey, can you do me a favor? Mm. While I uh, get you caught up to speed on who this kid is, can you go on your computer and load up um, uh, Back in Black by ACDC, please? Oh, yeah. That's from Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Iron Man. So The Voice, the show The Voice, there's different versions of it as there is like The Bachelor and American Idol and all, and, and all that stuff all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. So in Spain... There is a version of The Voice, but it's The Voice Kids. It's a kid's version of The Voice. Oh, all right. right? I'm into it. And I don't mean like 13, 14. I mean like eight-year-olds. Oh. Okay? Kids, who, kids. Kids, kids who are, who are on The Voice. Yeah. And there's this one kid uh, who really took off from The Voice Kids in Spain named Jesus Del Rio. He's eight years old, and he's done. He did three songs, but the one I want to focus on is um, his version of ACDC. I don't know who this kid's parents are, but they're obviously super into metal. Um, so here is a bit of the original ACDC for reference. So this is from Iron Man, ACDC, Back in Black. You can listen to this now. Is this when Iron Man comes out of the, or is this at the beginning when he's testing Jericho? 
I think it's at the beginning when he's testing. When he's driving through the desert, right? Yeah. So Iron Man's Tony Stark's driving through the desert to make that huge deal to sell the Jericho to um, those arms dealers. But then they also right? use this, or maybe I'm thinking of the trailer when he blew up the tank. When yeah. He went well, back. that's that's what I was wondering if that if it's I don't know which part it's from. But anyway, so listen to this dude. God, it sounds like it's rough on the voice, huh? Oh yeah. Okay, so now let's head to the voice kids. Yo, this guy must go through like packs and packs of halls. Yeah. I don't even think he can sing anymore. No, not no. at all. Look at this guy wearing shorts and a and a sports <laughs> coat, playing oh, the guitar in the music school, video. It's a, uh, it's that. What's that guy's name? Angus Young. He's uh it's a schoolboy uniform. Oh, remember, yeah, remember Jack Black did that in uh, School of Rock. Oh, right. That was his sort of that was his sort of guy for that. Rocking a tie and everything. Look so you, now let's head to um, Spain for Jesus Del Rio, who's eight years old, mm-hmm. and he's on The Voice Kids. And listen to his version of Back in Black. Okay, stop. This kid's eight years old. Eight, eight years old. Yo, for real. Damn. You know, it's pretty cool. Right? I mean, he sounds a little bit like, he like a chipmunk. Like, he sounds like right? a child. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow, right? <laughs> okay. Wow. So he did a bunch. He did a bunch of other stuff, but his ACDC stuff is what really took off. And here's the crazy part about this show. Okay. This kid didn't win. What? No. I thought you were going to say, no. and he got like the golden buzzer no. and he won the big grand prize. No, no, he didn't win. You want to hear another one of his tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's another ACDC one in there, and then there's another one. Uh, oh, you'll, 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 you will know the final countdown, I think, maybe. I don't know. That's from movie two. Was this in uh, Top Gun? No. No. This in? It's in some other movie. I don't really like this song. Oh, this is in one of the Smurfs movies, right? I think. The Final Countdown. It's the one. Climax plays it all the time. It's. Or maybe in the Trolls movie. Oh, maybe. It's in, <laughs> I'm sure it's in. I'm sure it's in one of them. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Ron Papil died. Now, who is that, you might ask? Mm-hmm. He was like the original late-night TV pitchman who really started all the as-seen-on-TV stuff. Okay. And because when you, back in the day, like, television stations would go off the air. I know this is very difficult for people to understand. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, television stations would go off the air. They would, like, hit a certain point at night, like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. They would play the national anthem. <laughs> Okay, and then okay, and then TV stations would just go off the air. Of where, if you went to your favorite station, you would just get like it would be like bars and tone, like it would 
right? Like TV stations used to shut down. They were not 24-hour oh, things. Lazy. And they started padding out these late to get advertising in late night. So they used to sell time to people to hawk products. Mm -hmm. And this is where all those things came from. All the as seen on TV things came from, whether it be what the original version of what the slap chop was or like all of these gadgets, like mm -hmm. kitchen gadgets, home gadgets. I'm a sucker for all of right. them. Thank you. Yes. Love them. But back in the day, um, Ron Papil was the king of these. Okay. He was the guy, and he wasn't just a pitch man. Like, he invented a lot of these things. Oh, okay. Uh, one of his most famous was something called Mr. Microphone. And, again, you have to, like, understand the time. This is when back in the day. And what Mr. Microphone was is that you bought a microphone okay. <laughs> off the television and it had a small like radio transmitter in it. And when you were close to a radio, like uh -huh. whether it be in your home or in your car, you could put it on a specific station and then just sing through your own radio or talk through your own radio. Like Using it that microphone? Yeah, it wasn't karaoke. Like it didn't play music. It didn't do anything else. It was just a microphone that would let you talk through the radio. And because back in the day, people were like, oh my God, you can talk through the radio. It was the greatest thing ever. And it would only be on your radio or it would be like your broadcast radio, to like other people? Just like within a 10-foot radius of your own radio. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but the infomercial for it was incredible because I believe that this is the one where at one part there's like a guy in a convertible and he drives by like ladies in like bikinis and stuff and starts flirting with it over his Mr. No. Microphone. Yeah. So listen to the commercial. Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Oh, Mr. Well, microphone. You set the dial on your FM radio and testing, testing. These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. <laughs> Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. <laughs> Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for rehearsing. <laughs> it's practical and great fun for the whole family. Yeah. And for only twelve eighty eight, they really make great Christmas gifts. Wow, yeah, twelve eighty eight. Yeah. And of course, with all those products back in the day, it was like if you couldn't take one of those products and tell somebody how they could use it to score with women. Hold on, let me find that part again. <laughs> broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so what? This guy made like millions of dollars millions off this product, of or like products, bro? Millions of dollars. Like really? he was the king of everything. Like anytime you see anything now that somebody is selling on TV, like he did it first. Okay, right? he did it first. But anyway, he passed away. Uh, the king of the as seen on TV, the pioneer of all of this. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Ron Papil uh, passed away. So hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let's go, Blue Jays! Yo, tomorrow is the day. That's it, huh? It hasn't been since September of 2019 that the Toronto Blue Jays have touched down on, on home field at Rogers Center. And the entire country is super excited. I know the team is very excited to get back playing at home. Uh, but familiar territory for, for all of us Blue Jay fans out there looking to support our team. And I know everybody will be tuning in 
to Sportsnet tomorrow to watch the Jays play the Royals. Yeah, I just got a list of stuff across the country that they're doing. So uh, in Toronto, they're going to be lighting up the CN Tower Jays colors. Niagara Falls are going to be lit up Jays colors today. Uh, Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel, there's going to be a flag. Nice. Yellowknife flag raising, Regina flag 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 raising, Fredericton City Hall. Wow. Flag raising today. Because it's been tough. It's right? been tough for people. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, it's been tough for the team, too. Uh, damn it, Maury talked to pitcher Ryan Barucki, who's always so much fun and always a great guy to uh, to talk to. Um, and just really to get his thoughts on coming back home, finally. Again, since September 2019, these guys haven't played at Rogers Center. Dude, we're finally back at the Rogers Center, back home tomorrow night for the game. How cool is it that you're back home, and why is it so important to you guys, the team, and I guess the city, to be back home? I mean, it's it's going to be a, a great, great feeling just to be back in the Rogers Center and just back on Canadian soil and, we haven't pitched. I, I haven't. None of us have played in Canada in what 650 days, I think. And it's gonna be it's gonna be nice that we're finally gonna have a home crowd, home team, not have everyone booing for us, booing against us when we're at our home stadium. It's just gonna be nice to be back and um, just feel that electricity again in the Rogers Center. What do you mean booing at you? I mean, when we were in Florida, we faced the Yankees. I mean, there's all Yankee fans, Tampa fans in Florida. In Buffalo, there was more Red Sox fans than there were Blue Jays fans, more Yankees fans than Blue Jays fans. So even when we have these big games, even though we've been at home per se, it's still it's, it's still we feel like we're on the road. Oh, do you need a hug? Yeah, I would, I would, we would like a hug. I think all of us need a hug after what we've been through the last couple of years. That's a rough ask, for, you know, for like most sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can play through some hell. You can go into real hostile environments, but... When you don't have a home. But that's only for a couple of games. Yeah, but when you don't have a home, like when you finally are like, oh, God, thank God, it was a brutal road trip. Those fans were like crazy. Thank God we get to go home. And then you got to go to Buffalo where they boo you there too. I know. Like that's a lot to ask of a team. 600 plus days. (laughs) When you get back to your apartment, because you haven't been at your Toronto apartment for like almost two years, are you worried that you forgot stuff in the fridge and it's all gone bad now? Um, I'm a little worried. I like drinking milk. I'm a little worried that I left some milk in there. It might be a little spoiled, I think, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think I left the fridge pretty cold, so hopefully it's still good. I'd be wor- um, I'd be more worried about takeout containers. Uh, t- takeout? I think I got some uh, some lettuce wraps sitting in there. Maybe the yeah, hopefully they're still fresh. I doubt that. Wilted. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Milk and lettuce. First of all, I don't even think they would exist anymore after this point. They would just be, they would be something else entirely. It would just be a, a, a black lump be a thing. of mold yeah, yeah. inside that fridge. Um, uh, this is Ryan Barucki, pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, chatting with Dammit Mori. Obviously, as a Blue Jays player... You must know the lyrics to OK Blue Jays from the seventh inning stretch. And I thought the best way to kick off the Toronto Blue Jays back home is you and I. This is going to excite the country. Oh. You and I regaling everybody in some OK Blue Jays. Okay, okay here we go. You've got a diamond. You got a diamond. You've got, you got nine, nine men. Then. You've got a hat. you got a hat. And a bat. And, a bat. and that's, that's not, not all. all. You've got the bleachers, you got, got them the from bleachers. spring till fall. Till spring till fall. You got a dog and a drink. You got a cat, a drink. Well, dog because of hot dog. <laughs>
but I, I like my cat. I'm more of a cat guy. Okay, well, not to eat. Ah. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Let's play ball. Okay. Okay. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Let's let's play, play. ball. Hey. Yay! Oh, that's the, that's <laughs> the collaboration. Go. Welcome home. Thank you, guys. I can't wait to be back. Yeah, if we lose uh, tomorrow, it's because bro, of that. Tell me about it. <laughs> so the Blue tell Jays are finally it. coming home. The country is excited. They'll be at Rogers Center. Uh, game time is 7.07 is the first pitch. 7.07 Eastern against the Royals. You can watch that on Sportsnet because the game is sold out. Go, Jays, go! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. If you smell what the rock is hoorah yeah so jungle cruise with emily blunt and the rock in theaters and on disney plus friday this movie costs 200 million bucks to make 200 million plus and disney had wanted to make this movie since 04 yeah and then the the rock joined the project back in 2017 we also know that the rock was in four of the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Plus, he did the spin-off, Hobbs and Shaw. And he wasn't in the last one. F9, spoiler alert. And then we all know the very public feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel. So last month, Vin Diesel did an interview with Men's Health Magazine and was asked about this feud between he and The Rock. And what Vin Diesel implied mm-hmm. was his attitude, Vin Diesel's attitude on set was actually a technique he came up with to elicit better acting performance from The oh, Rock. Shut up. Vin Diesel said, I could give a lot of tough love. I would do anything I'd have to do in order to get performances in anything that I'm producing. So then the Hollywood Reporter asked, like, brought this quote up with The Rock and asked him about it. Okay. And The Rock said, after he heard this quote or read this quote from Vin Diesel, The Rock said, I laughed and I laughed hard. I think everyone had a laugh at that. And I'll leave it at that. And then I wish them well. I wish them well on Fast 9. And I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10. And Fast 11 and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies that they do that will be without me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's The Rock's response to Vin Diesel's comments about trying to to push The Rock as an actor. The most telling explanation for all of that was that one story that came out. It might have been The Hollywood Reporter. I'm not 100% sure. um, But the, the, the nightmare of producing these movies whether you have The Rock or Jason Statham or Vin Diesel or any of those sort of big action guys, but especially in the Fast and Furious franchise, because it comes down to, like, you're trying to shoot an action movie, right, mm-hmm. where, where things are at risk, where your characters and the audience connect and then somebody may die and they get into some sort of perilous situation and you hope they get out of it. But on those movies, it becomes so impossible to film because these actors count punches right like the rock won't fight vin diesel and get knocked down 
Oh yeah, no, you can't Vin, knock Vin, the and, knock and, the rock and down. if Vin Diesel knocks the rock down, then the rock has to throw Vin Diesel through a wall. Yeah. Right? And if in one scene some guy lands six punches, then the other guy also gets to land six punches. Yeah, it's gotta like be even comes in some a, way. Or or uh you, you up the ante with what? every it's every scene. Such a nightmare. Yeah. Could you imagine that dealing with that? No. When you're not a fight coordinator and you're not trying to put a movie together where, where stuff sort of feels weak. like it's at risk. I, but you how it's the rock. Even though it's your character, right? Yes. And then Vin Diesel crazy, doesn't want to appear weak because it's like it's his movie. What a nightmare. It's his franchise. What a nightmare. They ruined that for themselves, those yeah. two guys. They did. Well, I'm sure The Rock's not hurting. No, it's not, but still. <laughs> but still. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. <laughs> uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, a new, an old clip of J Lo from Watch What Happens Live is resurfacing and getting a lot of play. This is from back in 2006 when Andy Cohen was talking to J Lo and he showed J Lo for the first time that giant phoenix tattoo on Ben Affleck's back. Right? right? <laughs> you remember that thing? Yeah. So Who doesn't yeah, remember. So it? this is J Lo's initial reaction from 2016. What is your honest opinion of Ben Affleck's Phoenix back tattoo? There's the tattoo. It's awful. It's awful. Oh, no. It's not attractive. I would tell him that. I would tell him, like, right. what, what are you doing? That's what, the, right. It has too many colors. His tattoos always have too many colors. They like, always have too yes, many colors. Yes. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't be so colorful. Yes. You know what I mean? They should be, like, cooler. I don't know. Oh, they got to be cooler. Yo, that's your girlfriend, bro. <laughs> God, oh, if, she, if, no. she, if she dumps him again, what's this next tattoo going to be? My God. A crying phoenix. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, however, uh, Matt Damon uh, was on the red carpet for his new movie, and uh, he was asked about Ben and Jen, and he simply says, I'm just so happy for him. He's the best. He deserves every happiness in the world. I'm glad for both of them. You know that yacht they were on in uh, Saint-Tropez? Yeah. Boats are so expensive, man. So the yacht is called Valerie, and it's for sale, actually. Oh, right. Okay. So I guess they just rented it from whoever's selling it. Uh, there's nine guest cabins on the yacht, which can accommodate 17 guests, along mm-hmm. with staff cabins for set 27 crew members. Wow. Uh, the yacht includes a fully equipped spa, elevator access to all levels, uh, a helicopter pad, a private sun deck, and a six-meter swimming pool. If you're interested in purchasing Valerie, yeah. which was built back in 2011 and then refurbished in 2019, it'll run you a cool $130 million. Million. Oh my God. That's crazy. Boats are expensive, man. Yeah. Even little no boats are thanks. expensive. That's like an extreme episode of uh, Below Deck. Right? Is that the kind of boats they're on in that show? Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like $100 not, million not, dollar boats? Not as extravagant. Maybe like, you said 60, it was like, maybe like $60, $70 million boats. Yeah. You said yeah. Uh, it, it could house how many people? It's got like nine rooms or something like nah, that? Nah, it can do. I mean, this is a big boat. They can do 17 guests and 27 17. crew. Yeah, I don't think I've seen on any episodes of Below Deck that many people. Yeah. Like, they probably have, like, three or four rooms. Right. Oh, okay. Okay, right? I gotcha. For guests. For guests. Yeah. And then crew on top of that. And then crew on top of that. This is more like the boat. What's that more? This is more like the boat that was in that movie Fool's Gold. Do you remember that was movie? That, was that Matthew McConaughey and... Yes, that's right. 
And they had like a, uh, an entire floor for the crew and everything. This is the, the same boat Kate, from Fool's Gold. And Kate Hudson, right? And Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that move. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It's looking like Adele will make her return to the stage. Hey, yes. uh, There are reports that she is going to go where COVID doesn't exist, which is Las Vegas. Hold on, what? Yeah. COVID yeah. exists in Las Vegas. I know, but you know, but what you're seeing now is you're seeing artists who are going to places where the rules are a little bit relaxed, where you can't oh, do yeah. a show. They have no nobody, want, nobody wants to play there. a show in Toronto. Nobody's dying to play a show in Toronto. So they're going to places where, you know, you can still live free and die hard, I guess, right? As the saying goes. There is a article. Shem actually sent me this article yesterday where there's like uh, government officials from all these other states in the US telling people not to go to Vegas. Yes. And even like smaller counties within Nevada saying yes. don't go to Vegas because everyone in the world is congregating in Vegas where they have yes. no mask mandate and without Delta variant spreading. Yes. Someone's going to catch it. So the story, and it's not, she hasn't confirmed it yet, but the story is that uh, it's going to be at the brand new Resorts World. Um, Celine Ooh. has done uh, a residency there. Katy Perry, uh, Carrie Underwood have all done shows there. Uh, Adele would be the latest. They say that this could start in January, so there's Ooh. still a little bit of time. And uh, the reported dollar figure is in and around like $150,000 per night. What? Yeah. Yo, get that money. Yeah, yeah. Avoid that Delta, yeah, exactly. but get that money. Exactly. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Paris Hilton shooting down rumors that she's pregnant. But yes, I am pregnant with triplets. So thank you guys for the congratulations. I really appreciate it. And I am just so excited for motherhood. Actually, I'm just kidding. I am not pregnant. <laughs> not yet. I am waiting till after the wedding. Um, my dress is being made right now, so I want to uh, make sure it looks gorgeous and fits perfectly. So uh, definitely waiting for that part. So yeah, I just looked online now and I see there are tons of stories coming out with the headline, Paris Hilton is pregnant. I guess I shouldn't have worn my new Paris Hilton push-up bra for my new lingerie line. <laughs> Otherwise, they like to make up rumors. <laughs> Yo. So there you go. Paris is not having a baby. I heard, I read that um, Paris Hilton had has five phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like all five of her phones are blown up. Yeah, that's what she said. Congratulations from people. Yeah. About five. Oh, yeah. That's no too much pressure. That's too much phone. That gives me anxiety. Right? My God, I know. But like, what would you use the, what would you use them for? Like, what's the purpose for five? Let's say one for, like, super personal, right? Yes. Like, one for absolute personal, only one for, your, your tightest crew. One, one for business. One for business, And right? then what are the other three for? And then maybe, like, maybe two for business. Maybe one for, like... One business and another for a next business? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Because she's, like, she's got, like, so many different things going on, right? Maybe one is just let's say okay, let's say this, right? Let's say let's break it down this way. Let's say she it's a security thing. Okay. okay. So let's say one phone is only used as a telephone. Okay. Okay. So there's no internet, there's no social, there's no anything. Just to talk. Just to talk. Okay. Then she has one phone just for her social. So there's no okay. there's no personal thing on there. There's no personal email on there. There's no phone number. There's no texting. One is just for social. TikTok and Instagram. TikTok and Instagram. And then say one is for 
um, super close family that can call you and uh, text you, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's three, one for business, and then, and then, yeah, I don't know what the fifth would be. But that's sneaking. a lot, though. Sneaking. You sneaking? <laughs> you think it's for sneaking? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the rap decided to rank all of The Rock's movies from best to worst. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Hold do you on. Wa- do you want to give me, you want to give me some of your, like, if can you put a top five together? Oh, like Jumanji. Okay, which Jumanji, though? Oh, the first one. Okay, Welcome to the Jungle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Central Intelligence? Uh, yep. I'm with you on that, too. Um, Just so you know, they've lumped all the Fast and Furious movies into one. Oh, that was going to be my next. Yeah. They lumped all of them into one. Even Hobbs and Shaw? Even though it wasn't that great. Um, what, what about his role, his brief appearance, spoiler alert, in The Other Guys? No, that's not that's on not the list. There? No, oh, man, I love that movie so much. No, they've yeah they've they've put Hobbs and Shaw in there too, and with all the uh, oh, and with so all the tell me Fast what they say. Movies. What's the best? What's the okay, worst? Okay, so here's their top five. Oh, Rampage, Rampage. Here's, I love that movie too. Here, here's their top five: Fighting with My Family at number five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle at number four. Okay. Rampage at number three. Oh yeah. All of his Fast and Furious movies at number two. Wow. Okay. So what do you think number one would be? It wouldn't be like Gridiron Gang. No. Oh, Moana. Yes. Has to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moana's number one on the list. For me, I'm saying my favorite rock movie, without question, is Central Intelligence. Yeah. That's my favorite rock movie. It's my favorite rock performance. It's my favorite rock movie. Then I'm going Central Intelligence. Under Central Intelligence, I'm doing uh, Welcome uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. It's so good. Then I might do Moana. Mm-hmm. Then I might do the other um, Jumanji. Okay. At number yeah. four. And then at number five, probably not Rampage. I I might even go with the Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah. I love The Rock and the Tooth Fairy. Everybody did. Yeah, the movie was, that was the great. One, the, the, the cover of the movie or the movie poster, he was... Uh, in a tutu, and then there was a duck? Yeah. And everybody uh, fell in love with the duck? Oh, maybe, was it yeah. a goose? No, I think it was a kid, wasn't it? I thought there was, like, a duck. Oh, there might be. There might be a duck. A duck yeah, or yeah, a yeah. goose, and everyone, like, fell in love with the stupid bird. Yeah, yeah, but no, The Rock, <laughs> The Rock. if you slept on the Tooth Fairy from 2010, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go back, because it's actually weird to see, because The Rock has, like, hair, and he's not huge. Yeah. Right. Even though then we were all like, oh, my God, that guy's so big. Well, if even if you go back and watch, uh, what was it, Scorpion King? Yeah, because that was like that. one of his big breakout yeah. solo movies as well. Not that he big, was still no, somewhat of a little guy. Uh, but yeah, Moana is definitely number one on a lot of people's list. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is recovering in the hospital after a close call. His son Nate tweeted an update uh, on Bob's uh, condition yesterday saying he's going to be okay. Bob Odenkirk's reps released the following statement. We can confirm that Bob is in stable condition after experiencing a heart-related incident. 
and his family would like to express gratitude for the incredible doctors and nurses looking after him, as well as his cast, crew, and producers who have stayed by his side. The Odenkirks would also like to thank everyone for the outpouring of well wishes uh, and ask for their privacy at this time as Bob works on his recovery. Um, TMZ reported that uh, Bob was unconscious when they took him to the hospital after collapsing oh, on set of uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, so according to his reps and uh, his own son, he is doing, quote, okay. So I hope he checks his mentions because it was a beautiful thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, let's go over to uh, the nonsense going on with uh, baby right now. So at Rolling Loud in Florida a couple of days ago, baby got on stage and just unprovoked and just out of nowhere started talking about HIV and AIDS and killing people within a couple of days and hopes that those people aren't at his show and just all of this stuff like out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, and... At first, it was just sort of within that kind of collective of Twitter where everybody was kind of shocked by it. And now a couple of days later, it's sort of filtering to the filtering to the surface where you get some really prominent names in the world of uh, activism for LGBTQ as well as uh, HIV and AIDS. Um, Demi Lovato posted on Instagram with a shot uh, with somebody um, with the words HIV is not a gay disease written on their chest. Uh, then wrote hot people listen to the original version of levitating. Okay. Uh, Elton John wrote, we've been shocked to read about the HIV misinformation and homophobic statements made at a recent DeBaby show. This fuels stigma and discrimination and is the opposite of what our world needs to fight the AIDS pandemic. Uh, homophobic and HIV, HIV mistruths have no place in our society and industry. And as musicians, we must spread compassion and love for the most marginalized people in our communities. A musician's job is to bring people together and Leslie Jordan, who over COVID became like a superstar on yeah. Instagram and people love him. And Leslie Jordan had this to say about DeBaby when they caught up with him in L.A. I would like to tell him that I'm 66 years old. Yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable with who I am, what I am. And the reason that didn't happen earlier in my life was because of people like him. And so who is he, you know, to talk like that when there's, you know, just because we're not like him for whatever reason. <laughs> Uh, DeBaby did respond um, after all of that still? in the middle of all of that. Oh, OK. And he and I'll reiterate this because we, we, we talked about this, but there's there's something else I want to bring up here. So DeBaby did say anyone who done ever been affected by HIV and AIDS, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apologies. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Y'all business is y'all business. But then he said this. And for any brands, networks, or artists that like to profit off black rappers' influence on culture without understanding it or having the patience to deal with what comes with the position we play in our culture, keep your money next time. So is he saying that homophobia is part of black and hip-hop culture? 
because that's what he's getting dragged into right now is that that comment, it wasn't the apology. It was the and, by the way, Mm -hmm. for all of you who are profiting on us without understanding what the culture is. Oh, like all of you as in you in the you Like you in in the the LGBT. No, you in the the, the, the people who have shoes to sell and everything else. You're hot to jump on us when you want us to sell something for you, but without understanding what the actual culture is. And so this, and this was, this was like, this wasn't a separate tweet. This was like one A, one B. Oh, jeez. Right? Yeah. Chem, let me get your thoughts on this. Um, Look, hip hop has historically uh, not been kind to members of the LGBTQ community. All you have to do is look at Lil Nas X and a lot of the sort of reaction uh, to him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the if uh, if the baby is saying that specifically. I think he's. I think he's trying to equate two things that don't necessarily go together, right? Yeah. I think he's making obviously very uh, insensitive homophobic remarks, and then he's on the other end is turning around and saying, "Well, you know, you guys use us. You don't really like us. This is this is who I am as a rapper, and just deal with it." Right. Um, but I. But again, it, it's it's undeniable that. There's a lot of hip hop culture, and it's not fair to paint it all with the same brush, that have been uh, not kind to the LGBT community. And again, the most recent example, Lil Nas X. Right. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of people saying that uh, Lil Nas X should redo the feature on the Dua Lipa track. <laughs> you know what? I don't think we're, we're too far off from that. You don't think so? You think not it's going to happen? On the levitating song? Yeah. 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 I don't think we're too far off from that. Um, so anyway, that's that's what's going on with the latest, and he hasn't really said anything. The only th- the other thing DeBaby has said on uh, on social media was just promoting concert tickets and no. everything else coming up. So that's uh, Jeez, that's you just shut up. At this yeah. Point. Roz and Mocha Q and A. All right, time to go through some of your questions. Hello, Katie. What's going on? Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing good. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Thank you. All right. What's your question? Mm-hmm. So my question is, have you guys ever been scammed or fallen for a scam? Hmm. Have you? Yes, I have, Ooh. unfortunately. Give us the details. Mm-hmm. So I collect uh, desi- like vintage designer bags, and um, I purchased one off of a consignment site, and Usually when I buy, like I make sure that it's authenticated and if it comes with the original receipts, even better. Um, so I bought it. It was like 1200 bucks. The strap needed to be repaired. So I brought it to the actual store of the designer and um, they do repairs there. And they said that they can't because it wasn't, it was not uh, an, an authentic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? So I showed them the, the receipt that I was given because when I purchased this bag, they had the original receipt from when that person bought it. And that was um, fake. Oh, no. I know how, how, much, you, how much did you pay? 1200 bucks. Oh. So I learned how you can tell a real Louis Vuitton from a fake Louis Vuitton. Which well, is? Was, so, it Louis, was it a Louis bag, though? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. So the fabric, the logo, right? Because when they make them, underneath the logo should be upside down from where you're holding it. It, sh- it should be one continuous piece. Whereas on the fake ones, it's two seams where they put them together, right? It should be on one side, they'd be upside down. On the other side, they're not because it's one piece of leather. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, on the fake so ones, it's I knew that. Up, upside right on either side. So this one had that too? Oh, yeah. This one, because like, oh. I, I have oh. real ones. Like I've bought like new. I've bought, I've bought you know, vintage. And like this was... I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't tell at all. And um, it was an old, it was a really older one. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. It was like 
they were black and white bags and it had the colorful LVs. Mm. Yeah, like a red um, or so pink or white. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So how did they figure out that it was a fake? Um, the serial number. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Jeez. And what? There was no way to try, like, go back to the person that you purchased it from, right? Like, they were already gone. <laughs> because no, because no. So then you wind I up, you want, but you wind up running the risk of that person who sold it to you may not have even known it was a fake. That well, that too, right? Because it was from a consignment store. I didn't even buy it off of you know, like Joe Blow kind of thing. Yeah. So what happened? You try to get a hold of them. Yeah. So I try to get a hold of them. Well, at first, I try to get a hold of my credit card company and then i also try to get a hold of like the better business bureau because um (laughs) (laughs) all of my all of my like emails and calls to this website were not getting returned and then one day i went and you know they're out of business like the website was taken down right oh damn so can you try and sell it to somebody for more yeah. You know, when you know what, my daughter. I'll just pass it down to her. She won't know the difference. <laughs> uh, how many? Just out of curiosity, how many bags? Or what is it you collect? Is it bags you collect? I collect. Yeah, I collect oh, okay. designer bags. What's uh, yeah. What's the number? How many do you have in your collection? Um, vintage or or like you know new. Let's say vintage. Okay, vintage. I have about um, hold on. I have eight. Oh, okay, eight vintage. And how many new? Uh, four. Wow. Oh, okay. So total, what what do you have worth right now in handbags? Well, the vintage now, like even like the new that I have, like every year, every couple months, actually, like these bags go up in price if you were to buy them new. So probably now close to 10. Wow. And what do you, wow. you, do you use them at all or no? Some of them I do. Like the newer ones I do, the older ones, uh, like the vintage, I just keep for i know that they're going to be worth even more down the line sure. and it's just something that i could pass down to my daughter <laughs> right do you have a birkin no okay no. how no. much are birkins no oh, what's that go for they start at like twenty five thousand. Oh, Ooh. shut the front door <laughs> wow no. that's crazy i um i went into years ago before people had like google at home and, and all this stuff so like i guess like early like early, where are we here? Early 90s sort of thing, I guess, right? Like you, you had the internet at work, mm-hmm. but nobody really had it at home. Um, I used to buy a lot of music, music gear at pawn shops. Uh-huh. And there was one pawn shop that I always used to go to that never dealt in musical instruments. They just dealt in other things, electronics and this kind of thing. But they never had instruments in there. And I went in there one day and I saw they had a guitar on the wall. And... The price on the guitar was astronomically low for what the guitar was. Yeah. And so I bought the guitar for this incredibly low price, knowing what it was that I was buying it. And um, I had it for a couple of years and, like, had brought it in to be serviced and everything else. And even at, like, the store, the guys were, like, whatever. And they were, like, you're going to need a case for this. And I was, like, cool. So I bought this case. So I paid, like, $300 for a guitar that was probably worth about $2,500. Oh, wow. But the guy at the store had no idea what he, what he had. And then so I hung on to this guitar for a little while. And then I eventually needed to get out of debt. So I sold that guitar. And I sold that guitar for two grand. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Then a year later, I'm walking through a um, another pawn shop, music store, or pawn shop, either or. I'm walking through another used 
musical instrument place, and I see the guitar. The same one. The same guitar. That you had bought at the pawn shop. That I bought years earlier at uh, at a pawn shop. Uh And And I walk in, and the guitar is for sale again for 350 bucks. (laughs) Okay. And I just walk in, and I talk to the guy, and I'm like, I'm like, that guitar right there. And he's like, yeah, it's great, right? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, but why is it $350? And he's like, oh, it's a replica. What? Okay, so so I was the one who had no idea what it was. So the first pawn shop knew it was a replica, sold it to me for $350. I thought it was real. I sold it to somebody else for two grand who then brought it back to a pawn shop and probably only got a couple hundred bucks for oh, it. Oh, no. So I, the was, I was the scammer, but yeah. I didn't know. Right. And right? you thought you were getting a great deal. I thought I was getting a, the deal of a century. I yeah, never shut yeah. up about this guitar. <laughs> right? I probably paid too much for it, yeah. to be honest with you, the first time around. Oh. Yeah, so I was the scammer, right? So I'm like... Unknowingly, in, though. Unknowingly. Like, that's my thing. Is un- I mean, realistically, I should have known because it was a $350 guitar yeah, that I then yeah. that turned around to sell. The deal's a deal. For a deal's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more. You but yeah, I've been, the, I've been the scammer before. Oh, yeah, I have many scams. But the one yeah. that comes to mind is when I went to... And like an art auction kind of thing, and I love Andy Warhol, can't afford a thing, but I saw uh, a vintage poster for one of his shows for in, in London. They were selling it for nine hundred and eighty dollars, and I said to right. Matthew, I'm "Like this is the only way we're going to get something of Warhol." Yeah. So he was pissed, and I convinced I bought it nine hundred and fifty bucks, and then I went to price the thing. It's worth twenty dollars on eBay. No, because oh, there's damn. so many of them. They're just prints. So you just, paid nine hundred fifty dollars. You for didn't a do any research ahead of time. It came with a certificate, and the the guy that <laughs> wore sunglasses, and like I believed him. You know, like he oh, he really talked the talk. No. He's like, this was from back then. This was the ad that was for the Tate Modern in, in London. But you bought a photocopy, though. I bought a photocopy. Right. Oh, oh. no. I still hang it on my wall because what are you supposed to do? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I almost fell for a scam. It was one of these telemarketers that was like. Super hey, convincing. Yeah, yeah, it was like um, it was a pen. I think I told the story before, but it was like a pen set. Yeah, for like four hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. A pen but, set. Yeah, yeah. but but you buy this, you buy this pen set, right? And then your name automatically gets uh, put into a draw. And you could win like a Ford Explorer, or you could win a trip to the Bahamas, oh, or it was God's like you could sake. win all this stuff, right? Yeah. Or you can win the grand, like another grand prize was like monetary, like I don't know, a couple of grand, whatever, right? Right, right, right. And I almost, and I spent like a good forty-five minutes, maybe an hour on the phone with this person. I'm sure this really? person, yeah, because I mean, they were much like what Maury said. This person was talking the talk, and like convinced me that I could. Win and I was like 16, right? So yeah. I'm like, yo, if I win, like I could win this, I could win this, 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 uh, the Ford Explorer. Right. But you gotta right? buy the pens. Yeah, but I gotta buy the pens. It was like 450 bucks. Right. I, and I know this person thought because I was spending so much time, yeah, on the phone with them that I was gonna bite. So I was like, I don't have that kind of money right now. Like, right. Can you call me back? And I remember <laughs> I went and I talked to my mom and dad about it. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's, you can't. No. That's, that's a scam. <laughs> With mine, the guy was like, you know, there's five other people who are interested in this. If you want this, it's yours right now. Like, right. that's how he was pressuring me as well. He's like, oh, you got to that's how the scammers right get you at these places, though, right? They're like, they tell you that other people are, are interested, and if you're going to take the bite, bite yeah. now. Yeah. I had a one-night stand steal my own shoes from my own house when she left. Excuse me? Yeah. 
Sorry, say boots, that again. A pair of boots. I had a one night stand. Uh huh. <laughs> Went back to my place. Yeah. Right. One night stand happened. Early in the morning, she left. Yeah. Stole my boots by the front door. That on is her, a scam story. On her, yeah, on her, way, on her way out. What? Yeah. Don't know why. I have no idea maybe, why. Were you wearing those boots the night of? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. But I think that maybe she just did it to piss me off. Right. Like. Didn't really like. I don't think she was going to try and sell them or give them to her other boyfriend. I think she just wanted to piss me off. I mean, maybe she didn't have the best time. Like a prank. So, yeah. So on her way. So on her way out, she left with my boots. And maybe they weren't, she and they saw weren't you. small boots. Maybe she saw you that night and like really liked those boots, and she was willing to like. She was like five five, and I'm oh, like six maybe four. She's giving size no, twelve. I know, but maybe you were the same size as her boyfriend. That's but, what I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Believe me. Okay. No boyfriend is gonna be like, oh my god, babes, where'd you get those boots? She's like, you're never gonna believe. What I had to do for those things. Okay? No boyfriend wants the boots after that. Do you remember I had a one night stand that stole my pillows? <laughs> no. Why would I remember that? Yeah. Oh, because I told you that before, where oh. I had a guy sleep over and he, like, the and next day he left pillow. with my pillows. Right. All of them? Two pillows. Two yeah. pillows. Where were you? I had to go to work. Oh, and he just stole your pillows. Yeah, I came home, no pillows. Yeah. That and was happens. that it? Like, only the pillows? He took the pillows. Yeah. Did he leave the pillowcases? No, he took every, like, he just took the pillow every, and the pillowcase. He yeah. just walked out with them. With the pillows. What do you think he did to those pillows Maybe while you were gone? Maybe he had to gone? take a bus ride home and needed something comfortable. No, by see, his I, head. Think, I think he, weird. I think something happened to those pillows after you left for work uh -huh. and he couldn't let it, and he couldn't live with himself <laughs> knowing that. So he was like, I'm taking these. Knowing that you were going to come home and Damn. find that mess. Well, uh, Katie, interesting conversation. Thank you very much for your question. That was great. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too. Take care. They're probably the same. Like it was, I had the guy, you had the girl, and they met up, and she's like, I got boots, and he's got, I got pillows. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> True. And they're like, we got those suckers good. <laughs> uh, Sam says here, what's the best way to eat a potato? Fries, chips, baked, etc." Mm. That's a good question, because I do like fries, but I also really like baked potatoes. Okay. No, but chips. Like chips. I love chips so much, uh, and there's French, so many different flavors. French fries, right? French fries. But yeah, but fries. I gotta go. I gotta amazing. go. French fries. See, I would. I would say um, garlic mashed over French fries. No way. Are you serious? I love garlic. Okay, can mashed. I? Can we? Can we back it up for just a second? So, because sure. for me, it's always just going to be French fries because uh -huh. there's, there's no superior to that. Um, okay, so let's say taking. Let's take out potato chips and French fries. Yeah. Okay. And then let's say what is the best way to cook a potato? Because at this point you have roasted, you have mashed, boiled. you have a baked potato, you got boiled potatoes, you got scalloped potatoes, you got potato salad, oh. you got um, uh, latkes. Latkes? Oh, you <laughs> can do Yo, that. I love mashed good. potatoes. I love what? a mashed potato. If yeah. we're excluding the other stuff, no then my pick so, is going to so be no, mashed no, potatoes. No chips, no French fries. So you're going with mashed, yeah, right? Yeah, mashed potatoes. More then I have to go with the mashed. I love See, but I also really like a good those small potatoes when you when you bake them. Mm. So baked potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you mean or do you mean roasted? Like when you cut them in half and they and they're like, seasoning all on top. Yeah. Yes, so yeah, okay, roasted, roasted, roasted yeah. potatoes. Yes. Yeah. Roasted potatoes are good too. Oh, you have uh, Hasselback potatoes. What's that? What are those? Ha oh, Hasselback potatoes are cool. So Hasselback potatoes is when you take a full potato uh -huh. and before you put it in the oven. You put like 60 thin slices all the way across the potato. Jeez, all right? right. And you bake it like that. And you put you can put like stuff in between all those little slabs like butter and everything else. Mm. And you bake it like that. And then when you open it, you can drizzle anything on the top that you want. Google right now. Just look up what a Hasselback potato looks like. And then fondant potatoes, which are my favorite potato. 
I love mash, but I'm going with fondant potatoes. Fondant potatoes are the best of both worlds. It's the oh best. Oh my God, look at this are Hasselback potato with Hasselback bacon potatoes? and cheese. Yeah. 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 Oh right? wow, these are delicious. Is the fondant one where everything's kind of fluffy on top? No, no, no. no. That's putting um, baking soda in the in the water. What is uh, this one? Now fondant just... potatoes. So fondant potatoes are, you take a potato, uh-huh. you peel it, and you cut the ends flat on it, right? So you're looking at these like little tiny like cylinders of potatoes. Sure. Oh, they ends. look like uh, when they're fully cooked, they almost look like um, scallops. Yeah, so you can make them, I make them higher though. And then yeah. so the way you cook them is you take a pan, you put oil in the pan and you put this, you put the one flat side down and you sear the outside of that flat side. Then you flip it and you sear the the other side. You heat your oven up and you pour chicken stock in the pot uh. with these potatoes that have now sealed on both sides. You can put herbs, garlic, whatever you want in it. And then you throw that in the oven and you let it all reduce down. And what you get is the outside becomes this incredibly crispy roast potato. But because you've cooked it in stock, when you cut oh. through that crispy outside, yeah. the inside is mashed potatoes. Oh, wow. That's that's how I'm going to do it moving right? forward right there. Like it's incredible. That's it's probably my favorite potato. And it sounds easy to is, do. It is a fondant potato. It's time consuming because it's not done instantaneously. You, you don't have, have to stand there. You can walk away. There's a lot of hot oil involved yeah. at the beginning and all of and all that stuff. Like, I'm not going to do this now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Fond, fondant, fondant potatoes oh, are, wow, it's, they're beautiful. a really good, it's a really good potato. Oh. Potato skins, too? Mm, love like just skins. the skins? No. You used to be able to order potato skins at restaurants. You still can. I haven't seen that on a menu in forever. Really? Yeah. I had potato skins not that long ago oh, at a restaurant. some bacon, some oh, sour cream. Oh, That's so it. good. You always yes. wonder what the restaurant does with the rest of the potato. Um, Anything. Mash. Anything. Fries. 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 Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but no, uh, potato skins, though. Yeah, right? so good. You used to get those at the work. Where did you used to get them? Like pubs and stuff like that. All the time. Would always have loaded skins on a yeah. menu, right? Which I always thought sounded gross. <laughs> the tastiest, <laughs> yeah, tastiest health. Yep. Uh, Julia says here: rank your favorite sounds: Maury's wheeze, Mocha's laugh, or Raza's smooth, cool voice. Oh, uh, for me, my favorite. Um, my, I mean, geez, that's tough. Because you, you can't not be biased in this situation. I, Maury's I would wheeze say, because he's got more, different variations. I would say my favorite sound out of those three is Maury's Ew. wheeze. Did you just burp? <laughs> That's not on the list, though, Maury. I didn't think you'd hear it. <laughs> You're in front of a microphone. We're all wearing headphones. <laughs> no, but it was an internal burp. What did you eat that you... I had a double so- cheeseburger last night with fries, and it's No, but today, because you've been burping like nuts yeah. from, from last room. night. This last cheeseburger night. is still from going through me. Yeah. You had a double cheeseburger last night? Matthew, you have no, a double? Jack Astor's, when you order a cheeseburger, it comes with two patties. Yeah, I love restaurants like that. The local does that. There's a pub called The Local. They have a couple of them in the city. Yeah. There's one down in Liberty, and I think there's one like up on Ronsi and somewhere else. Um, but their standard burger is a double burger. And the cheese on the cheeseburger I had was like a cheese whiz. Yeah. It was very loose cheese. What did Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. What did Matthew order? So you got the double cheeseburger? He always does this. He wanted like the veggie burger, and he does this every oh, single time on. I order something. He's eating his, and he's like, this is not what I thought it would be. This is terrible. I should have had what you had. Cut yours in half and give me some. I'm like, I'm not falling for that this time. You wow. eat your food. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so he, he had his veggie burger yeah, trying to be yeah, healthy. I'm like, next time order what you think you want. Yeah. 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 That's a problem. That's like when people are like, nah, you know what? I don't want fries. 
and you're like, oh, God, I just ordered fries. And now my fries are going to be your fries because you're going to see yeah. me eating fries. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take one of my fries. So, in other words, this goes through your mind in your house. Yes. Because it happens all the time. Uh, all the time. It used to, but Catherine doesn't eat fries anymore, which is dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so, Catherine- if she orders a combo and she don't want fries, you tell her, like, don't say no fries we because then, then you get double fries. Yeah. Um, we, like, we don't order stuff. She doesn't order stuff like that. The only time... You have to get fries. It's like as if it comes with it and you don't really know. Or then I say, just let me just keep the fries on there and then I'll eat them all. Or me and Roxy will share them. But everywhere else, like if she goes to Swiss Chalet, she just gets the salad. Yeah. Right? And or if she goes to you like can't if we do that. Yeah, I know, I know. But she doesn't she doesn't so it's great for Rox and I, right? So yeah. like because Catherine doesn't eat the bun. Mm-hmm. Right, so Roxy always eats her bun, and Catherine doesn't eat the wing at Swiss Chalet. So oh, I, so, so I wing. always get to eat her wing. Yeah, and it's just like it's the perfect, it's the perfect situation. Yeah, perfect situation. Uh, Riley says here, what's one big change you've noticed in your kids lately? Don't even start about your dog Andy, Maury. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one big change? Have you noticed anything lately? Um, it's so hard because you're just, you're, tall. Just, you're just with them all day. Yeah. She's almost as tall as Catherine now. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. yeah. By Christmas, she'll be tall as tall or taller than Catherine. Wow. For sure. For sure. You think she'll reach your height? No. How no, do you no, listen no, no, to no. somebody that's shorter than you? I don't know. How do you your, do it? That's your mom. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, that's like everybody's shorter than I am. Like my, my dad was shorter than me when I was in grade eight. Wow. Yeah. Um, geez. If I notice anything, yeah, she's really she's been doing she did been doing so much reading this year just on her own that she's becoming a much better not that she wasn't but she's becoming a much better storyteller now. And yeah. is she so retaining she can, the information she reads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she can sit here and she can like if something happens to her or like in her life or she experiences something or she and Catherine are out of the house and they see something crazy, like Roxy's really good at putting a story together behind that. Like how do you tell that story? Yeah. That thing that just happened to us, you can't just say, oh, my God, and then just give the end, right? Like so she's becoming a really good storyteller, which yeah. I love because I'll just sit and listen to her stories, Aww. you know, forever because they always have like a big moment at the end or like some punchline or a letdown or whatever it is. But I would say that that's the thing that I I've noticed most about her recently is that um, her storytelling ability has really gotten better. Um, the only thing I'll say about Cruz, he's four now, is that just his he's just like evolving his attitude and his vocabulary yeah. and like just everything about him at this age. He's just like a sponge and he soaks everything up. Yeah. And his memory, like he'll watch like a, a movie or a TV show and he'll watch it over and over again. But like his memory is instant. Like yeah. he'll remember these lines from these shows or these movies. His memory is incredible. Yeah. He's just like, he's just like a little person. He's not a baby anymore. No. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. like, like this person. Yeah. And that we have conversations. Yeah. Like stupid conversations. But yeah. we have, he can articulate or he tries his best to articulate. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the best he can. Yeah. Um, he's I just had like the great, I had a great phone call with Cruz the other day. This person. <laughs> yeah. Maury called and I put him on speaker. Yeah. I was, but Cruz and I were in the living room. We were playing Hot Wheels or something. Right. And then uh, I put the phone on speaker, and I was like, hey, Cruz, say hi to Maury. Uh, I work with Maury at the radio station. Yeah. And the first thing he says to Maury, he goes, do you live in a house or a building? Maury's <laughs> 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 like, like, I don't know why Cruz is like so obsessed with like real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Maury's like, I live in a building. And then Cruz is it a big building or a little building? <laughs> 
And the more he's like, I don't know, like kind of uh, small. Like I live on the third floor. And then he goes, my daddy lives in a big house. <laughs> and then I, I was like, I'm like, if I want to barbecue, I have to go on the roof. And he's like, my daddy barbecues in our big backyard. <laughs> Wow. That's like a roast job. Yeah, but he's uh, yeah. he's so much fun, and yeah, he's hilarious. He's, Four. like, getting funnier as well. Yeah, four is really fun. Uh, Mr. Han says here, how much of a pizza purist are you? For mm. example, is Chicago deep dish pizza oh, really pizza? California flatbread? Sushi pizza. Uh, what to you defines as pizza? I th- I used to be far more hardcore when it came to this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I've just less and less over the. It, it, this came down to when I when I sort of started getting pissed off with all these questions. It's when people would try and like go on social media and and, and ask if a hot dog is a sandwich. Like oh, I just I never yeah. wanted to be involved in those stupid arguments, right? But I think that when something is already a thing, like when it is called a thing. Like flatbreads, right? That's a thing. Flatbreads are a thing. They Mm. existed for many years in the same world where pizza. They don't have to be the same thing. They don't have to all be in the same category. Flatbreads can be flatbreads. Uh, Pizza can be pizza. Uh, Deep dish pizza, to me, even though it's called deep dish pizza and has all the same ingredients, um, to me, it's like it's a casserole. Like it's a pie, right, in the the sense of— But it's made with pizza dough. It is made. It is made with pizza dough. Um, but I will still say that that is like deep dish pizza. Is I will still say that that is pizza. Right? That's yeah, fine. I, I got, love deep dish. You pizza. see, I oh detest deep dish pizza. I would say that sushi pizza is pizza. I've had sushi pizza. It's really good. But it's made with. A, it's not pizza dough. It's like salmon, like raw salmon that's sort of circled. And then they that's put not the stuff a pizza. on. That's what? not pizza. But it's the act of pizza. The no. base of salmon. No, that's the not ba- pizza. That's not pizza. But it's the act of pizza. There is no act of pizza. What are you talking about? Like it's the act of making. Okay, a, tell me, tell me how it's made. From what I recall, uh-huh. it's a circle of like raw salmon kind okay, of stuff. But if you're saying, but if you're saying that putting um, a circle of raw salmon and then putting stuff on top of the raw salmon is the act of pizza, then a fruit salad is also the act of pizza. No, but a fruit salad's all just in a bowl. This but, was in a round. But what shape. if I just put it on a plate and called it a fruit salad pizza? I guess you'd have to put it on something. We need definitive. Like, there has to be some like, sort of line that yeah. says... There's uh, now even dessert pizzas. No, that's not no, a pizza. The, no, there's dessert that's shaped like pizza. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can buy in the frozen food side, like chocolate now, pizza. Now, my thing is this. It has to be on some sort of thing that attempts to at least try to be a pizza crust, right? Yes. Like, I'm not I'm not even a purist where I'm like, like, pizza, pizza. Catherine will order it all the time because they do that cauliflower crust. Mm. That's still pizza. Yeah. It's cauliflower crust. It's still pizza, right? I get I get all that. But no, sushi pizza where there's no crust underneath no, it. That's and it's a, sushi. It's so a, then it's chocolate bed. pizza to you is, is pizza. No, it's not. But how's that different than California crust? Because it's not made isn't it on a cookie? I, so that's... So hold on. Cauliflower can be pizza, but cookie it's, cannot. It's, because it's cauliflower turned into a pizza crust. But this is a round, it's not a big piece of, round it's not cookie. A, it's not a piece of yes, cauliflower. You're eating a cookie. You're eating a cookie. <laughs> it's, it's called a cookie. This is my thing. Cookies yeah. have existed forever. But are right? you not doing the act of pizza? No. No, not at no, all. No, you're doing cookie. <laughs> 
right? Okay. Like you're just cookieing. Yeah. At that point, you're doing a loaded cookie. If you said, oh my God, this place has a, a fantastic loaded cookie, and I'd be like, oh, I'm interested. If you said this place does pizza on a cookie, I'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah, because then you're thinking sauce <laughs> right? and cheese yeah, and pepperoni right? and whatever. Yeah, but like we make pizzas all the time when, when Rox was in a, in a pinch when she was doing online school. We would keep a stack of naan bread in the house, mm. right? Always. And throw some pizza sauce on there or some pesto, some leftover chicken from the fridge and a little grated parm and fire that thing in the oven for five minutes. It comes out. It's delicious. That's flatbread. Yeah. Right? It's delicious. It's delicious. Would that be not flatbread? No, but I, I, no, but it's because it's more like a pizza, right? It can be a flatbread. It can be a pizza. The toppings on it are definitely pizza. Yes. Right? See, and that's what I'm talking about. The act of pizzaing when you're using oh the toppings God, and you... stuff. Yeah, but I'm So making... are you telling me then sushi pizza? Are you taking sushi and then you're putting... Tomato sauce and no, it's cheese. Olive and oil, it's the olive oil and other things on there, like your seasoning and no, spices and Can stuff. You, do you pick it up? Yes. How? Like you, you pick sort like of a big hunk of salmon up <laughs> yeah. and eat it with your hand? <laughs> yeah. That's not a pizza. Get <laughs> okay. out of here with your sushi pizza. Uh, Lisa, uh, sorry, Leslie says here, and Shem, this is a question for you, because I guess Leslie watched this recently. Would Shem ever go on the show Sexy Beasts if given the chance since he's single? Oh. Sex. And of all the shows that she could have asked if you wanted to go on. Yeah. Sexy Beasts. Why would she want to hide so that Explain face? Sexy Beasts oh, one more again, just in word. case anybody know, uh, doesn't know. Because you watched Sexy Beasts over the weekend, right? So I actually watched all six episodes oh my God. of yeah. Sexy Beasts. They're only like half weekend. an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super quick. Unbelievable. It's, it's so entertaining. It's also super hokey and super ridiculous. So the answer is yes. I would absolutely go on, on, go on this. Oh my what God, would absolutely. you hope the costume would be for you? Because it's all like head to toe costume, so yeah. you're unrecognizable, yeah. and it's supposed to be based because on 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 personality. Some, getting to know the person, some right? of them, some of the costumes, because the prosthetics and everything else, and the makeup jobs that they do on these people is absolutely. So it's not just incredible. Halloween costumes. It's like you're not like oh, a catch up. No, model. no, no, no. These things are amazing, and right? You, and you can't even because I I tried watching like looking at the uh, different contestants and thinking, oh, yeah. maybe I can. Guess what they look like? Yeah, that, wrong every single Even time. Even ethnicity is hard to guess. Yes, right. And I tried. I really yes. tried. Yeah, yeah um, you but can't you guess. but you don't know because some of them are cooler than others, right? Yeah. Like some people got to like their whatever whoever picked their costume for them, like they really lucked out. And then other people, it's really awful. Mm -hmm. Like how do you try and be sexy when you're the mouse? Yeah. Right? You know what sexy I mean? Mouse, yeah. yeah, you're like a sexy mouse. Well, that yeah. happened on The Bachelor. The guy came in as a mouse. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, but these costumes are so crazy. And then, like, the, there was one woman on there who was, like, the devil, right? Yes. Like, she was. First episode, yeah. She was, yeah. like, the devil. And she, oh, my God. When they revealed who she was, oh, my God. Yeah. Send me to hell. She yeah. looked great. Right? Like, really, really yeah, good. like, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but you, so you would do sexy Oh, beasts. my God. In, in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. But, but, so, okay, so name the shows then name uh as far as the dating shows go then shem because you're the only one here that's single like as too hot to handle as far as the dating shows go hot, no. but no no but you, would you do it though like that's no, my thing. No, okay you, no but you can't which, fool around on that one which one would you which one okay so you have too hot to handle yeah we have the oh, bachelor about, love is blind uh, love, love is blind would you do that one no love of blind stresses me love out. island <sighs> Um, temptation Island. Tem sorry, Temptation Island. <laughs> no, there's Love Island. There's Love Island. Uh, uh, I'll say this. I, I would probably do... Bachelor I, in Paradise we'll put on the list. Mm, no, I'd want to be The Bachelor. I know yeah. that sounds like a lot of stress, but I love the idea of being The Bachelor because you get a, you know, you, you have choice. You right. can do The Bachelor Canada. 
Do you think yeah, he, do you, you think go. he would be a good bachelor? I do. Yeah, because yeah, I'd be thoughtful, and I mean, but I'd also be very direct, like yeah. very similar to how Katie is this season, where she's you know whether when she's not feeling it, she sends you home, yeah. whether it's before a rose ceremony or not. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'd be that. Exact You'd have to way, make out I, with everyone. That's not a problem. <laughs> Not at Sexy all. Beast. <laughs> Sexy beast. Sexy beast. Find us on Instagram got, oh, at kids nine two five. Yes. Talking about show, I got a DM. Somebody wants my family on Family Feud. See, there you go. You gonna do it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you have to audition. If you see who's, my family, who's gonna who's gonna blow the audition? So who who's your five then? Okay, and my Mocha's met all of my family. Okay, who's so your five? Who's your five? Frank. Yeah. Donna. Right. Maury. Yeah. Auntie Brenda. Yeah. And my cousin Brandon. Not Matthew. You don't even choose Matthew. Matthew can't do it. Why? Why? Because he works for a competing network. Oh, so do you. I know, but Matthew Matthew flat out said, "I'm not doing that. I don't want to be seen on TV with your family." Oh, that's oh, a different that's story. Why. He can't he can't do it because work. Okay, uh-huh. he can't do it because he yeah, doesn't like your exactly. family. Exactly. <laughs> uh, on Instagram at kiss nine two five is where you'll find us. Uh, this has been Ask Razamoka, and this has been the Razamoka Show podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.